What's up, y'all? No sound. Can y'all can y'all hear us? We, we good. We good now. What up? Mic check, motherfucker. Mic check. This way a little bit, yeah. Okay. Man, I got a special poppin'? guest in here, man, a comedic legend, man, somebody I learned a lot from watching comedy just in the club, seeing how to be a professional, man, always dressed to the T, you know what I'm saying, never doing too much talking, much. Oh, just working, <laughs> working, 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 working here, man, give it up for Danny Green. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me, baby boy, I appreciate up, it, man, though? man, it's good to be here with you brothers, man, I've been watching y'all for a minute, yeah. I had to make sure it was safe to come in this motherfucker, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I got my man here, you know. I, I go back with all of y'all, man. So it's good to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, That's man. what's up, man. Appreciate you coming, man. Appreciate you coming, man. So, man, tell us what you're working on. Well, man, you know, I, uh, one, um, I mean, you know, I'm still doing the comedy and stuff like that. But what a lot of people don't know is for the last 10, 15 years, I've been writing screenplays. There we go. And movies. So I have like five films ready to go. Yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah, thanks. So what happened was about, um, three years ago, I had um, went back to Philadelphia to uh, do a, a show. And um, what a lot of people don't know, but you know, is I used to fight. Right. So, um, one of the. My fan base think, well, you used to fight bitches? No, 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 no. I ain't. I, I, <laughs> sorry, y'all. See, see. I, I didn't know your, I didn't know your, fan, I didn't know your fan base was so intelligent. You know what I mean? These, these motherfuckers like, did, did, did the nigga fight the animals? It's <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Thank you for letting me. But I know you. I, I, I apologize to your fan base. You know what I mean? Okay. So uh, no, I, what it was is uh, I used to box. I was an amateur fighter out of Philly, and um, won the Golden Gloves back in '89, '90, right. back to back. So anyway, um, back to back. Oh yeah, 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 Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. got hands. That ain't the Iowa going to buzz. So no. Philly crab, or you boxer? What was your style? Um, well, so I'm still because I'm older than most of you know a lot of people. They don't may not know the fighters, but my style was like like Hagler and okay. Alexis Oguel. Okay. If you remember him, okay. those are my favorite yeah. fighters. Yeah, yeah. I because I had good defense because I was fast, but I always tell people when you box, if you don't really have good uh, counter punch, punching ability, you better not be a backwards fighter because right. the pressure gonna be on you the whole time. Right. So. Um, Anyway, man, um, I, I, I belong to this legendary uh, gym out of Philly called The Executioners. Okay. And um, so over the years, you know, a lot of people, when they hear The Executioners, they think Bernard Hopkins. Right. But he ain't The Executioner. He took the name from our gym. Oh, we, okay. beat, we beat Bernard twice in the amateurs. Oh, okay. So anyway, I went back to do a show. One of my, one of my, one of the guys in my, from our gym was, you know, he was uh, at the show. So I said, hey, man, you know, we had two big trainers. The two black men started... The, the gym. Is that the gym that uh, Joe Frazier was at? No, no. Oh. Frazier was out of North Philly. And okay. Joe Frazier gym is Joe Frazier gym. Okay. See, ours is the execution. One thing about Philly, you either got the name of the person, like Jimmy Beecham, right. that had that was a gym, you know what I mean? Or you got the just the name of the gym, you know what I mean? Right, right. So what happened was um, I went back and I was like, well, you know, I knew Tucci, who was one of the guys. I knew he died. I said, was Frank still alive? He said, oh, yeah, Frank is alive. I said, oh, man. So like, he gave me his number. I came back to L.A., and like in September, I called him. I hadn't talked, and I ain't talked to this man in thirty over thirty something years, man. Like since I was a kid, and I said, "Hey, you know, this is Dan and Green. I used to box for you when I was a kid, right?" And he goes, "Dan and Green, Dan and Green." He goes, "Dan and Green, Felton Street, South Park." 
Good fight, I remember you. And I and, and you almost, I, whole bro, bro, <laughs> over like bro, I left I, I something 81, 82. Oh wow. And this man Ooh. so because the man 83 years old. So when he said that, man, you know, not for your fan base, I don't think I'm sorry, but it almost yeah. brought tears to my eyes. I'm like, yeah. this dude really remembered me. Yeah. So we All talked right. for like about a half an hour. I said so then we hung up. Then I was then, you know, you know, in LA people know me and all that. So I was thinking about it. I said, man, you know what? Somebody gotta tell this story. Right. I said, because when this man died, that all that history is gone. Right. Yeah. So I called him. I said, look, Frank. And, and plus, everybody, when they hear the executioners, they think Bernard right. Hopkins. Right. right. So I called him back up. I said, hey, Frank, you know me. I want to know if I could. I want to do the story on the executioners. And so you're from Detroit. So you're going to know. You're from L.A., though, right? Yeah. So it's going to be a little different for you because you in L.A. and you've been around Hollywood. Right. So, But people from the inner city, we, you know how the people think. They don't know how to get it out to the world. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Because don't they don't, out. you know what I mean? Yeah, we're not, like LA, you, you live in Gardena, you live down somewhere. I'm saying you, the out here. No, no, no. Well, you, no, y'all got it, but you still know, you'll have some connection to the point where you say, it's a script involved. You see what I'm saying? You know something about a little bit of Hollywood. Right. We don't, inner city people like, how that shit get on TV? You know what I mean? Like, right. they don't know. It starts from an ideal to a script. Yeah, right. So he said to me, he said, man, I always felt like there was a story there, but I just never knew how to get it out. Right. I said, man, I want to tell this story. That's so he said, okay. Story, so I found a dude, you know, I had some hot years, you know, with my commercials. So I had a lot of money saved up. So I had some, um, I had some ends saved up. And then I met this dude, my partner, right? right? And I came, came with him, I said, man, I want to do this, you know, this, this documentary. Right. He said, what are the numbers? So I said, he said, give me the numbers, let me see if I could do it. So. I gave him the numbers, told what I could bring to the table. He showed me what he could do. Hey, well, you got to so speak in layman's terms because people at home are going to be like, what the fuck kind of, what are you talking about? Yeah, we're talking about numbers. Oh, okay. So, he, so, he, he so, uh, so, so. What the fuck you mean this nigga's your partner? Yeah, well, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot, I, I forgot how it is. Yeah, yeah. You in L.A. You in L.A. That means two things. Hey, hey, hey. What kind of hey. partner? My bad, my bad. Not, not, not. It, not only is your uh, your your fan base uh, sensitive, but you think it's is uh, thoughtful, motherfucker. Too. <laughs> what does he mean? Yeah, yeah. He got a pot. Ain't that fucked up? Ain't that words we can't say no more because yeah, because of that. You know, we, yeah. So anyway, my partner, who is not a partner, <laughs> uh, one of my boys. Well, actually, I met the dude at one of my shows through and like. I was doing a show out of town, and I've done shows there before. I won't say what part of the country it's in, but I've done shows with these guys before, and usually it's, it's a, the same dude take me to the airport. Right. So in this particular time, he was like, yo, man, I can't, I can't take you. I'm going to have my cousin take you. I said, okay. So when I, his cousin was taking me to the airport, I was like, yo, man, y'all had a lot of nice equipment there, man. You know, what was that? He said, oh, that's all mine. I'm like, like, bro, like he had top-end shit. Yeah, yeah. So I said, he said, yeah, man, I, I got it, man, because we trying to do some hustling and stuff like that. So I said, okay, cool. I said, well, look, I got, I write screenplays, and we just, that was it. We just yeah. talked, and that was it. So I came back with the idea for the doc. I told him, you know, how much I could bring. So our documentary was over 100000 Yeah. So I told him what I could bring, and he was like, well, this is what I could do for you. And then I said, he said, and the thing about it is, and you don't find this in Hollywood, you know, most money people, they want to have all to say. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, all right, yeah. nigga, you know, here's 50000 but man, check, nah, I need my cousin in this yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, right. You know what I mean? And by the way, yeah, I my, need... I want my partner in it, too. Yeah, I want my partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, 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 my partner, yeah, he's, he's my real partner, <laughs> matter of fact, you might like the nigga if you need <laughs> well, there be a shower scene, yeah, there'll be a shower scene, so, yeah, so, so, the dude, we sat down, we talked, and, uh, man, we wound up, you know, he gave, he gave me the, he gave me the, uh, he just gave me the go, and, bro, I got, I have, a. Uh, Right now, so I did a document. I went back to Philadelphia four times in 2018. Like a lot of people don't know that. Right. Like bro, like a lot of comic stuff. Bro, I was I was on a mad hustle. I went to Philly four times, week intervals with two uh, camera dudes. You know, and my man. It was like five of us staying in hotels out there. Right. We shot week at a, week at a time. Like the first time I went there, the first week I interviewed 13 people. Mm, like I could hardly talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just so to make a long story short on that part. Man, we put together the documentary. It's an hour and 35 minutes long. Yeah. I've been accepted into 10 film festivals. Oh, nice. I, yeah, I won awards in two. Yeah. And we just got a distribution deal. So one reason I wanted to holler at you and come be on y'all show is because I just got a deal with uh, Tubi TV, right. Amazon Prime, and Zumo. Oh, that's right dope. now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So the documentary is going to be coming out. Um, I actually just called in the day because we were waiting for a network. A network jumped in and they was like, "Well, we they like they saw the trailer." I was trying to get the trailer to you. Yeah, yeah. This Fort Knot nigga over here. This nigga he can't get to him. You can send it and we can play it during the commercial. Okay, okay, I'll send it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I can send it off my phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah so um, we got the uh, um, we got accepted into those film festivals and man, to be honest with you, bro, it's like. It's getting like great, great reviews, bro. And so, like, yeah, it's it's uh that's where we are right now. So, from there, I know I got two people already inter interested in my other two scripts that I got already. So I got two films right now that people want to do, you know. So yeah, that's what's going on. Good Text shit. me your number two uh to the four, four three one. You this one, and then I'm then I'm gonna send you the, the link. Because I, uh, I didn't have your number saved, I just sent it to the uh, to Facebook. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, man, so we, you know, I'm just, man, you know, like, you know, you, and y'all was talking about it earlier, man, this this game, the the problem with most people in the in the game when it comes to being, making different moves, like you making moves now with the podcast, is they don't know about how to, they don't know how to set it up. You know what I'm saying? So, everybody think they want to do something. Like, you know, everybody, right, the pandemic made everybody a motherfucking doctor, therapist, <laughs> goddamn DJ, everybody's a goddamn something, you know what I mean? You know, yeah, so... But nobody, but, but but everybody ain't making paper off it. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So my thing was, I knew, first of all, I knew I could write. You know what I mean? Because just from my comedy style, stuff like that. And I just, man, wrote this, like, man, it's crazy. It's, yeah. it's mad crazy on this project, man. And it's, to put a whole film together, people don't understand what it takes. It's, we ain't talking about just shooting. Right. We talk about after you get the music, you got to get clearance. Yeah. After you get the footage. But I had I had set it all up so nice, man. Like two of my boys are producers, right. you know what I mean. One produced music for in L.A., one's out of Connecticut. So they was like, "Damn, whatever you need." Right. And you got niggas. One dude gave me his motherfucking uh, library. Right. Like oh, yo, it's yours. Thirteen hundred right. songs. Is that right? Real songs? No, real songs. Like he's my man. His name. This nigga said real songs. Real songs. <laughs> yeah. Like like a real partner, nigga. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Boop. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but nah, man, it was just, you know, it's just one of the things, man, that uh, right now, man, it's like, it's getting a lot of heat, you know what I mean? And, you know. How did you learn that process, though? That's a big transition from stand-up to writing screenplays. Like, how did you learn? Were you learning screenplay writing while you was doing stand-up? Because that's a totally different Now, nah, I'm going to tell you, I'm gonna, first of all, 
my under I got a master I got an undergrad a master's degree in computer animation. Okay. So I went to school uh, for graphics and computer uh, computer animation. So I knew how to put shit together. You know, like films or animation yeah. or whatever. But believe it or not, man, see people trip on how you write. You know how I learned to write? Wow. I just kept reading scripts. Right. I read other people's scripts. Right. Motherfuckers think you gotta yeah, go. Let me are, look. Bro. Like I tell people, man, anybody in here can write. A smart motherfucker. Nah, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, niggas be spending trade school to write scripts. No, no, but the white boys got you thinking that though. See, white, see, that's what it is. The white boys got you thinking. Right, right. You know what I mean? Or, or you know. If I can't get it, if I can't get it, I can't do it. Hey, hey, who do you owe nobody, nigga? Who do you owe to learn that? I wanna I wanna set the stage where we have a younger audience. Let let y'all know who Danny Green is. Danny Green is somebody that I grew up on watching comedy. We all when, when Dozy Craig. When, yeah. when we used to get home from school, because we didn't have no chat room like you niggas. Right. So when we would get home from school, they would play Comedy View reruns. Yes, sir. That's at five o'clock. Then again at eight after so. I tell you how the day would go. Get home from school. Yep. It would start off. With DuckTales. Nigga. <laughs> then it would go to Darkwing Duck. No, no, it was Darkwing Duck. Brandon Shirts. Then it was Animaniacs. Animaniacs. Tailspin. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tailspin. That was regular then TV. Power Rangers came towards the tail end, and then it was Comic View. Because back then, you had regular TV, but cable only had like 60 channels. Right, right. So BT was going to play Comic View. And this motherfucker, Danny Green, when they when they played regular Comic View, he was on, and when they would play Comic View greatest hits, mm -hmm. like for a long time, Comic View got cheap and stopped yeah. filming. They're like, man, fuck yeah. this shit. Let's yeah. just play the reruns. Yeah. But this nigga was on every episode, so he's somebody that every funny person that you appreciate in this room grew up watching. So I want to let y'all know that's who this motherfucker is talking right now. So listen to what he's saying because he's dropping game. And on top of that, when we all got into comedy. We can all say we talked to Danny Green and he treated us like oh, any yeah, other veteran comic. Because a lot of these niggas is weird. Yeah. A lot of the nineties comics is weird when niggas get oh, new and I, I get it. You know, and the funny thing is though, but and it's funny about you too, cause I never knew the nigga was a comic. You know what I mean? For, for real. I was like, this nigga keep hanging around the club. Somebody about to get robbed because this nigga here. <laughs> <laughs> big chest and shit coming in like you know somebody about to get fucked up you know what I mean so but every time Craig would come in no lie though and this I'm not saying it because he's here I'm saying it's true this nigga would always talk to me we'd be talking you know from the high, all the clubs like yo what's going on and I was like yo and he was like yo I'm doing this um I got this show you it was the, the where y'all was in the classroom with uh Russell and all that shit yeah I was like and I was like at first I'm like eh, this nigga here all right. all right nigga good luck you know what I mean like but then I started watching I was like oh these niggas they going at it and it's funny you know what I mean but you always you always show mad respect you know what I'm saying and and the thing about me man is I always felt like you know especially it's funny with with comic view and stuff like that it's like when we came in the game the dudes that were superstars we really couldn't get to them. Wow. You know, so that was like Joe, DL, you know, niggas that was come, they right, they had hit that Def Jam type of thing because, because a lot, yeah, because a lot of them niggas was, they was hitting the road, so they was only coming into the comedy act or whatever on the day off or whatever, and then you wouldn't really see them, you know what I mean? Where our, our, our 90s guys, us, we really like, you know, kind of chilled in town, you know what I mean? But right, right. yeah, but Comic View, you know what's funny about Comic View, people don't know, 
I used to have that show on Comic View called Keeping It Real. Do y'all remember that? Yeah, that was that was yeah, that was me, Shane, and Jeff Brown. Yeah, and we and our show was how they got old drama. Our show came from old drama, and guess what came from old drama? The View. Think about it. Think about it. In the nineties, eighties, nineties, there was no shows with black women or four black women or anybody. No women shows at all. Right. Our show was the show that. We, we we did everything. We we sprung everything sprung off our show. They did us for a year and then sprung them everybody off. All the bras. First credit, old drama. Was it? You did old drama? I sat in the audience like a mother. This nigga. <laughs> 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 you didn't put that shit on your resume fast as hell. Yeah. Snigga. <laughs> 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 Snigga is an. He calls the tape at 17:30. He's a lesbian actor. He sits down and shit. The best clapper in the game. Yeah. And nigga look at the camera. <laughs> They're like, you know what? We need him to move over here. Now. But you know what, man? It's just, you know, man. It's it's funny y'all mention that, man, because when you're in the game a while, and I and, and I can I can embrace it now. You know what I mean? But when I get younger guys coming to me like, yo, nigga, and they call me OG. Now, first I was like, nigga, you know, because you know, in Hollywood, we want to be young for the, you know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck you, calling OG, nigga. But the OG, yeah. But you know what? That OG. <laughs> Hey, I came up with a joke one time. I said, but being an OG saved my life one time. I right. said, because these niggas, these young niggas about to fuck these niggas up. And they were like, yo, OG, you can go. I'm like, yeah, nigga, I'm gone. Y'all right. get, <laughs> <y'all> get that <laughs> ass with me. I'm going to go ahead and roll. Ain't 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 we ain't going to fuck with you, OG. Get your ass up out of there. It ain't nothing worse than when you when you hooping and you hooping with a bunch of people. You think you young like them and somebody walk up to you like, I'm guarding old school. I got yeah. the old school. Yeah. Like yeah. I get this. Oh, oh, the nigga talk oh, about me? <laughs> you looking around like who, who, what's the nigga on that like squad? I, yeah. And then when, it's worse when they shorten it like I'm guarding school. Yeah. Like who's school? Yeah. Damn. Oh, when me. They actually they kill you, when they be killing you, it's even worse. Yeah. So like, oh, when, school can't I, guard when, me. When every time you guard somebody, say, clear out. I got this. Like, yeah. Like, what the fuck, nigga? I yeah, yeah. Yeah. The on the court. School. <laughs> but yeah, but, but but yeah, man. You know, it's just it's a lot of things with the comedy. You know, it's funny how I got BAT. Man, let me tell you how I got this motherfucker, man. And, and this is. A great point for what you guys were talking about earlier. How niggas don't really be talking. Mm-hmm. I'm outside the improv. So we chilling. And Sheila Frazier used to be a producer for BET. So she was walking around giving out flyers. So I was like, what's this? She goes, oh, this is for a new TV show we put out. That was the Keeping the Real show. Yeah. She said, I said, and I ain't know nothing about it. Yeah. She, I said, what are She goes, like, they tomorrow. I'm like, god damn, tomorrow? She goes, yeah. I said, I, I said, what kind of show is it? She said, well, it's like an improv show, blah, blah. And I told her, I said, I'm the guy for this job. She said, oh, you, you, you think you are? I said, no, this is this me. I swear on everything. I said, this is me. She go, okay, well, if it's you, you come to the audition tomorrow. So I get to the audition. Nigga, every comic at the improv was at the goddamn audition. Ain't nobody say nothing. I'm like, oh, you look like, you know, right. nigga done bumped me and shit. Nobody said a word. Right. I'm like, nigga, I saw you last night. Nigga, you ain't say nothing to me. So... When in there, and I'm talking about everybody was up there from speed. It was a lot of heavy people. Yeah. Quake, all of the dudes was up there. So, but what I did, I fucked them up. I went in character. So what I did was I went in there in the pajamas, a robe, and a beanie hat. Mm. So I played this. So I, they were like, what you got? I said, I'm going to be the nigga that never go to work. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna, that's that's my whole thing. I'm going to be the nigga that never go to work. And, they, and I got the gig. Mm-hmm. And then oh, Jeff nice. got it. I got it. Yeah, nice. and Jeff Brown got it. And Shane got it because, you know, Shane motherfucking militant. Right. You know what I mean? So, Shane, we had different. We were all different. Shane. Shane ain't never got no sleeves on the shirt. <laughs> never. No, 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 no. Even if he got him, he rolled him up. And, yeah, yeah. And every time he come to you, every time he come to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, look at that. Yeah. And every time. Hey, and every time and every time Shane come up to you, because, you know, Shane used to be in martial arts, right? So, Shane would come up to you and be like. 
I'm like, damn, nigga, come on, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He, he, he patting shit down with, yeah. I got respect for Shane. He one of the first comics I met when I came out here, and I did a set, and he pulled me to the side. I didn't know him enough. He was like, man, good set. This, this, this was good. That's Shane. But you may want to work on this. But he he said it in a way I was able to receive. Like, oh, okay, oh, that's Shane. 100. Shane, Shane yeah. So yeah. real, dog. You know, man, it's a lot of dudes that are cool. The problem, man, with a lot of the comics, man, see, I learned this a while ago. Nigga, it's two things they keep making in, in life. It's two things that they always make in life. You know what that is? What? Money and houses. Right. That's all niggas is trying to get. You trying to get paid and you trying to buy shit. Right. So if you can know that you don't get a house this year or you don't get a house next year, you still gonna be able to have a chance to make your money. Right. So what's happening with everybody is everybody's, you know, crab in a bucket or nobody wanna know what's going let nobody know what's going on because right. they feel like if I turn you on to some shit then that might be my shit. Mm-hmm. And you know, wow. all respect. Whatever God got for you, bro, that, that's gonna be it's gonna be yours. You know what I mean? Right, right. So for me, I I my whole game was I came in just how I am now is how I always been. Like I'm not ninety one. By accident. I was in Columbus. Okay. My, I started one year in Ohio. Right. And I only did it because one of my boys like I wanted to be a businessman. I wanted to own my own computer animation company. So oh, wow. yeah, so what happened? Yeah, so one of my boys, he said, he said to me, he said, man, yo, you are, you are one of my partners was hanging with in Ohio. He said, man, you're a funny dude, man. He said, man, you should be a comedian. I was like, man, get the fuck up out of here. Yeah. I was trying to be a businessman, right? Right. So when I finished up my last year of school, what I did was, I wound up. You know how you, you see on the marquee open night, open mic night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I said, fuck it, let me try this shit. Yeah. Bro, the first time I ever went on stage, man. Out of eight comedians, I got second place in this competition. Really? And people's like, and people's like, nigga, who are you? And I was like, nigga, I'm a, I go to Ohio State, nigga, I'm grad school, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I was fighting. See, I thought I was gonna be a pro fighter. You was up there throwing boxing combinations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought, but that's when I was, that's what I thought I was gonna be. I actually thought I was gonna be pro, pro, pro a professional fighter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, but when I was, what happened was, I tell you that story. I got invited to Ray Leonard's gym in Palmer Park, right? So you know the area? Yeah. <laughs> what? See, there you go. I, <laughs> hey, hey, I ain't touching that. Cause Ray, Ray, my guy, ain't saying shit, nigga. Oh, okay. I can't say nothing. Uh, uh-uh. no, uh, uh-uh. yeah, yeah, that's my man. Yeah, nah, 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 I don't touch certain shit. I don't touch. Nigga. You don't touch Ray. Huh? Nah, that's my man. So, so anyway, I got invited down there, right? And um, see, this nigga, no one of you niggas is trying to shoot you every time you leave this motherfucking club. <laughs> He said, you know, test rate, but he said, but his trainer did. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up, man. I ain't, like, I, I ain't got yeah, nothing to do with that one. Oh, that was going to be my follow-up. Yeah, it is. I love that nigga. Oh, okay, go ahead, so, so, they invited me down there, right? It's funny. So, I I've, I've drove down from Ohio. It's a funny story, man. So, my uncle was there. God rest his soul. And um, my girl came with me. So, I had just I had just lost in the regionals to go to the nationals, so I, I lost one fight before I could go to the nationals. So I was like, cool. But my boy had told him about me, so I went down there. And um, first day, and one thing about sports, and y'all, I don't know what sport y'all play. What what sport is? Which basketball, 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 mostly basketball. So basketball is different kind of because it's team, yeah. but with them individual sports, like well, even basketball. If a nigga come out. Them five niggas don't want this nigga to get off. You know what I mean? Right. right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, they put me in there with two of uh, Ray's sparring partners. This dude named Bird and this dude named uh, Mike. Okay. 
they was 165 and 156. But I, 175, 165, and I, but I was wearing 47. Right. So I came in there, and then if you know about amateurs, amateurs really just about getting points. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm, I'm coming in there, and you know. My uncle was taking pictures. He was all proud. He's like, you know, my, you know, my nephew and this nigga, yeah, you better be pro. My girl, like, oh shit, you know, you know, you know not, and then you can't tell me yeah, shit, nigga. Yeah. I just got my master's degree. Right. I just won the gloves. You know, I'm thinking I'm the shit. I get it in. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm moving around. And this nigga was like, this all he did. I was like, and I'm moving around. I'm pop, pop. He said, and man, I made a move. And this nigga said, and crack. I went back. I didn't fall, but nigga, I wish I did. Cause, it, <laughs> cause, if, I, cause if I would have failed it, nigga would have got me with the next real. You know what I mean? So my uncle told me, he said, nigga, when you got hit, I put the camera down. I said, they gonna kill this nigga up in there. Man, they beat the shit out of me that whole day, right? That whole day. So but I had two days. But I had two days down there and they had paid me to come. Right. So we went home and I wasn't scared. You know what I mean? I was just like, damn. So my uncle said, well, we sat down. He's like, and you, one thing about boxing game, it's a strategy game. You got to figure, you know, he's like, well, this is what you did. You went in kind of fast. You, and I was, you know, because I was nervous and all that shit. So that night, took a little hot bath and shit. Motherfucker massaged the brain, see if I can get the cells back. And then next day, I said, okay. So I went there the next day. And Pepe, uh, Pepe Guerrero, right. who, who was Ray Leonard's trainer, he was in their corner. Yeah. And so they was like, okay, y'all go ahead and do it. So this time I knew what to do. So I slowed everything down. So... I mean, I slowed it down like seconds down, like right. just, you know, moving, not letting this nigga. Because the more you move in boxing, depending on who you are, then you get you you, you letting this nigga time you. Right. You know what I mean? Because, like, okay, he keep moving over here every two seconds. You know what I mean? Right, so right. Um, I did I did better that day. Like right. we was banging that day. So then my uncle went to him and said, well, what do you what do you uh, what do you think about him? He said, well, we like him. He said, but we can't do nothing right now because Ray about to come in for his last fight. Ray was great to fight Terry Norris. Right. So he was great to come back in the training camp. He yeah, he, he did that. Did now, that's one fight he shouldn't have came back for. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so my, they said we can't mess with him for at least three, four months, whatever. You know what I mean? So I started thinking about it. And I'm driving back to Ohio, and I'm like, yeah, this, you know what, man? That right hand was something. <laughs> the education ain't too goddamn bad to have right now. How can you compare getting hit by a flush professor? A punch from a professional fighter too that everyday people can relate to. See, I always tell people the problem with every with people in the street. Like this is brother got size, y'all got size, you got size. I can't say I can beat you, but I'm gonna be in there for a minute. Right. So you gonna have some shit on your hand for at least that, at least that. And the reason is because of the conditioning. Right. Mm. See, conditioning is what gets you knocked out. When you see first round knockouts, second round knockouts, that's not conditioning. The nigga got caught. Right. That's why you can't, can't, you know, when Tyson would get niggas in the first round, or you get motherfuckers, you know, Deontay Wilder was knocking niggas out in the yeah. first round, because I don't give a fuck how good this you or not. If a nigga catch you, he catch you. Right. Most knockouts are coming sixth, seventh, eighth round. Yeah. Right. Because, see, yeah. because see, the thing is this, I, and I, this I do know, if me and you are boxing, right, and I get past the first three rounds, you're going to have problems. Right. Because now we at the same level. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, the only thing that's going to get me beat is who's, who's out of shape. So he, that's why you see a lot of dudes get knocked out through the through the conditioning. Right. Most of the street, most of, like a every, everyday guy, like I always tell people, if it hit you in your face, it's going to hurt. But as long as he don't catch you here, you good. Because right. all your nerves, your legs, are, all your nerves are here. Right. That's why you see a nigga hit on the chin, first thing goes, yeah, ain't right. nothing he can do. Yeah. If, you, if you've got a five-year-old kid and this nigga uppercut you the right way, yeah. 
You gonna feel it? You gonna be up for yeah. adoption? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be your daddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now. What happened? The nigga hit the hey, wrong. Nigga. Me the, Craig, like the little nigga hit the wrong nigga. But no, but I mean, it's just, you know, it's, I never, you know, it, it's, it's, it's different. You know what I mean? Like, and I've only had a couple of incidents since I started fighting though, because when I started boxing, my trainer, the first thing they would tell us is like, okay, the first thing you don't do, this is true. They're like, no more slap boxing. Nope. Like what? No more no slap more boxing. Yeah. No more. That. You know why? Cause he said, cause, cause, and I mean, and I'm not saying this. At Bragman, nothing like that. Nothing. When I put these up, nigga, I'm I'm, I'm meaning business. Right. I'm not mean. You ain't gonna never slap box. <laughs> We're gonna, you know, cause when I, cause I'm not, yeah. you know, you're not right. slapping me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when I put them up, it's I'm not. taking my shot. Right. You know. So they tell you that. So when you learn these certain things, you don't want. A lot of times you don't want to fight. You know what I mean? It's like, nigga, I'm good, nigga. You know, and not that you can beat. Cause I just tell people, I, I can't. Cause I hate when motherfuckers. <laughs> Evan Lionel almost got me in some heat one night. Man, this motherfucker can box. No, right man. Here, okay? hey, true story, man. I'm down in um, we in Riverside <laughs> doing a show. We uh. we doing a show in Riverside, and I'm on stage, and um, so I'm not. This is how new I am. You know, I don't know the politics of L.A. When it comes to the Mexicans and the blacks. Oh, so we're so, talking about mid 90s? Yeah, mid 90s. So I'm on stage in Riverside. I'm like, yo, you know, and because I'm East Coast and Puerto Ricans and all of us, we all get along, nigga. It, this threw me off when I came the fuck out here. Yeah, right, right. Like, it really fucked me. I'm like, nigga, you know, I was going to play like, yo, damn, I'm like, what? You can't go down there. Nigga, why? Nigga, trust me. Right. Don't be going down here and don't be, you know, and. Right, right, right. Say, all right, because, you know, I used to hang out at 43rd and then I was going yeah. to the, you know, Willie, you know, you know, Willie Barcena? No. The comedian? Oh man, you guys know Jeff Garcia? Yeah, I know Jeff Garcia. Yeah, we were always roommates back oh. in the day. Oh, that's a weird it, it, yeah. A, yeah, it was two Mexicans and a brother, nigga. <laughs> and I was on the east side with them niggas. So they was like, you know, so I was in East LA. Off of, um no, we we was in Silver Lake, but I always hung out in um yeah. Is that is that considered? Okay, okay. Yeah. So so what happened was um we get in there, I get in there and um yeah, I've got them trying to talk about You're talking about uh, we almost got into it with Oh yeah, so so I'm on stage and I'm saying, Yeah, man, Blacks and whites, I mean, blacks and Mexicans, we need to stick together, nigga. We need to blah, blah. We could take over this motherfucker. I'm doing my jokes and shit. Some, some nigga in the back said, shit, nigga, you don't know what the fuck going on out here. I was like, uh, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like, you know, so I'm like, yeah, whatever, nigga. And blah, 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 you know, yeah. We, I, so what I think I said, I said, yeah, all right, nigga, you can say what you want over there, like that, right? I just left it alone. And I yeah. went back to my shit. This nigga Evan come on behind me. Yeah, man, you might not want to fuck with Danny. Nigga want to go to Glum. Nigga, I'm in Riverside, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where the fuck I'm at, nigga. You, and you giving out credits, nigga. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. so, but what I had, so then what I had to do, Craig, right? I had to walk by this motherfucker. So I, I had to because I couldn't be no bitch. Right. So the nigga was in the corner and I could have went off stage that way. So I walked by the nigga, let the nigga know I wasn't scared. I was like, I hope this nigga don't hit me. And I kept walking like it. And then I was that was it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. man. But I just, you know, I I haven't really had I had two, like I said, three fights since I boxed. Right. Three that street was it. fights? No, what three street fights and one in college. Clean them niggas right? Yeah, I caught one. I, I, well, I caught one. Um two yeah. of them was white bulls. Oh yeah. White bull man, when I went on stage, I don't know if anybody ever had this to happen to as a comment. This white bull, when I was new in the game, went on stage and he came in late. With his girl, right? So and it was a white club, like so. If the Midwest clubs, they're all in like bars, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. So I go, uh, oh man, you know, and I'm new to the game. Like, hey, what are you, what are you doing coming in late? And what are you doing with such an ugly dude? You know, the motherfucking crowd. And it's all white people laughing. Oh, he said, I don't believe they let niggas up in here. 
Oh. <laughs> 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 on everything, bro. On everything I love. I said, I was shocked, man. You know, and I'm, I'm like, I ain't start wearing jeans till I moved out to Cali. So, right, you know, right. I'm a suit and tie nigga, you know, <laughs> college. So I go, I ain't know what to do. I said, uh, I was like five minutes into my show. I go, oh, hey, well, thank you guys very much, man. Good night. <laughs> I did. I, I just left the stage, right? <laughs> I ain't know what to do. The nigga called me a nigga on, you know, stage. Right? Nigga just politely in yeah, the show. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm about to beat this nigga. Yeah, yeah. No, so let me tell you what happened. So I go to the, to the bar. So it's a long bar. And you know white boys. One thing about white boys that are, at least halfway cool with you. They apologize. Say, Yo, my man, that's not what we about, man. We're sorry about that. I said, man, it's all good, bro. No problem, man. The white boy's at the end of the bar. He said, loudest day. He said, I don't believe they're letting blacks. I don't believe they're letting niggas up in this place. And I blacked. He, oh, that's the second time he said it. Yeah. He hit you with a repeat. He hit me with a repeat. Oh, okay. yeah, so yeah, I walked yeah. down to him. I said, yo, my man. Like, he's about, no lie, he's probably about your side a little yeah. taller. He's, I said, man, why I got to be a black? Why I got to be a nigga? He said, what? And before he get the next word up, and I swear to God, I threw the best right hand I ever fucking threw. I said, <laughs> 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 Everything I love, that nigga. if I'm lying, I'm going to die here. That nigga, I said, boom, bang. Yeah. His girl's right there. She said, what's your name? And I said like this, and because I was I was gone already. I was, go go yeah. I was gone. And the, and Somebody the get this bitch. <laughs> I didn't say shit. I, I loaded. I was like, and the, and, the, and the bouncer said, don't do it, man. Don't do it. And I said, I said all right. So I grabbed my shit, and I started walking out the door. Yeah. So I got to my car, which is probably like from here, halfway to the corner. Right. Bouncer comes out. Hey, my man, yo, let's talk. Hey, man, can we talk? We can talk about it, man. My brother always told me, when you get out of danger, nigga, stay out of danger, yeah, nigga. Right. I said, nah, fuck that. I told him, hey, tell the motherfucker, give me my money. Right. I still wanted my money, right? True <laughs> <laughs> story, bro. So, yo, I won't get paid. Got in my ride. Drove across the street in Columbus. Five minutes later, it was eight cop cars up there. Mm -hmm. and I said, them niggas. So I called my uncle up, and I was like, yo, I was shook. You know what I mean? Plus, people knew me, bro, because I was fighting. I was in a newspaper. For, yeah. You know, people knew they didn't know me in the club because I was the first. You know, I was a new comic, right? So they go. My uncle says, "Well, what happened?" I said, "Well, he come." You know, I'm like, oh, "Man, nigga, call me a nigga. I had to take this <laughs> motherfucker." You know what I <laughs> mean? He's like, "I'm tripping, motherfucker. Gotta go." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you like, my uncle was cool. Shit, he's like, "If you are gonna do comedy, you can't be beating up people." No, hell no. And I was like, yeah. I was like, got a point. That's a smart. And that was the last time I had a fight on comedy. But you know, I had one at the uh, at the. Uh, um, the Comedy Union, right? You never no. heard about that one? Hell no. Ask, ask motherfucking, um, ask, uh, Boogie B. Ask Boogie, Boogie, ask Boogie B what happened. Man, Two years happened ago. Two, Two years? Yeah. Oh, Come on, we need oh, the story. We, I was about to ask. We need the story. Yeah, that's, oh, no. That's when we started comedy. No. <laughs> True story. Ask Boogie B. This was there because you know how it is. It is. get yeah. mad. Like, you know, we, you know, but what happened was. You had a suit on? Yeah, I was G'd up, nigga. Uh, 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 I was G'd up. I was, you know, I was doing my thing. Beat people ass in tuxedo <laughs> shoes. I love it. So, <laughs> Dr. King shoes on. Hey, nigga. Hey, hey, and it looked like Dr. King shoes, too. <laughs> God damn it. I'm on stage, right? True story, bro. On stage. George, no, I'm, I can't make it up. George Wallace is in the house. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is this is how big it was. He, so, Wallace was coming up to perform. We were going to put him on first. So, Ann said, bring George on first. So, George is in the area where we sit outside by the bar. Y'all know how it is, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm on stage doing my thing. And some dudes in the corner, you know how the dark corner is? Yeah, yeah, the Stage yeah. what? Stage left for us. So, I'm doing my jokes. I'm like, he goes, Roo -roo! I'm like, 
Yo, nigga, what's up? You know, like, yo, right. come on, man, cool out. So in the crowd, we pack. He like, like, talk great. I said, look, nigga, write it down, nigga. We'll read it. Like, so then these motherfuckers started laughing. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. So I said, come on, man. We got a good. I said, look, y'all, we got a great show tonight. You know, we got George Wilds in the house. I said, look, my man. I said, okay, you got one more time, your ass gonna be up out here. Now, one thing when I host, I control the motherfucking room. So right, I'm gonna right, do what right, I do, right. but if you get out of hand, I'm, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't give a fuck. So he kept talking shit. So Ann's went, I told Ann's, get the security dude. So, you know, the security board went over there, you know. And our security's not the best security. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, I just right. say, but these niggas try. Nah, he was, I remember that security yeah. guard yeah. there, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, was, I you one time. But were you over there? Yeah, I wasn't there that night. Oh, okay. I so. So he should be asleep at the door. Nigga did that. Snoring like But the nigga would be standing up. He just have his head down. He's stupid. That used to happen when Craig was on stage. Oh, shit. Long before roast me, nigga. Damn, damn. That nigga said when Craig was on there, nigga, everybody rested. Like, that's fucked up, man. Come on. That nigga be asleep with a hot pocket right here. <laughs> oh, man. Ten minutes later, eating that motherfucker. Oh, you niggas is cold. Hot pocket, nigga. So, the dude kept talking trash. Security dude came over to him, told him to be quiet. So, the security left, and then, oh, boy, was quiet. So, then, I'm starting to do the show. I'm about to bring George Wallace on stage. He goes, rude, rude, rude. I said, now, now I'm getting heated. I said, man, you need to shut the fuck up. Like, and I meant the shit. So the dude got up. So I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that shit. You know what I mean? Like right. this nigga. But I'm thinking he's not. So I'm thinking he's going to leave because he was walking. The nigga started walking towards the door. And then he made a beeline to the stage. Oh, shit. I was like, oh, oh snap. Shit. I'm like, you know, this is. And I don't like to fight as a comedian. Because no. we, we're, we're too open. A nigga yeah. can come in the club and kill any of us at any time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't I don't play that game. And that'll make you paranoid, too. Yeah, you will stay shows, you, right? you're like, fuck. They're I like, why is Craig moving so much? Nigga, yeah. I just want to make sure everybody good. <laughs> so the dude took one step on the chair. This true story, man. Took one step on As Boogie B, he was yeah. there. He took one step on the chair. And then the next step was about to hit the stage. And I said, nigga, you might have thought I was a linebacker, nigga. Yeah. I said. Yeah. This nigga feet went back, and I jumped off stage, and I went to go like to go get him, and the dude, people grabbed me like this, and then the other dude came to me and said, "Yo, man, don't worry about it. I'm packing." I swear to yeah. God, I can't make this shit up. Yeah, yeah. I said what? I said I felt. I said, "God damn, this yeah. nigga was like, you know, because when the nigga tell me you packing, I want to make them like." I, yeah. like, I was like, oh, this nigga, he, he like. He, he, he lucky he said that to the right nigga. Yeah, the wrong nigga, he'd have been like. <laughs> 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 I was just thinking, this nigga, 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 this Hey y'all, hey, I, 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 I don't know about y'all niggas, but, but I don't know about y'all, but this nigga's starting to worry about me. <laughs> he got a lot of balls scratching and touching him. I mean, let me know, nigga, before we, whatever. <laughs> you know, you my man, but let me know, nigga. You know, I'll try to figure out why you always want me to come by and talk about how Crazy. 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 Crazy.
Damn, you wasn't chilly. Damn, you ain't no goddamn chilly. You know, you know a suspect when your yeah. nigga text you at three in the morning talking about WYD. Like, yeah. nigga, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck is Wyatt? Nigga, like white crack. I tie my shoes before I go on stage. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Nigga, y'all crazy. So, so we uh, so the dude got put out. But what was cool though, the, I think what saved the whole night really on that part was his girl. I heard his girl went out and cursed him the fuck out because he was drunk. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it took me a minute to come back. It's man, you can't come back. It's hard to come back into a comedy motherfucking oh, yeah. mode when yeah. you got, you know. Yeah. So the crowd, but the crowd. One thing about black audience though, when they know you ain't. Cause the shit, they yeah, gonna they jump with they you. Gonna fuck yeah, with you. yeah you know, white people are like, oh my god, yeah. you're you're angry, yeah. nigga. He said it, you know what I mean? But black white, audience black, kick the heck yeah, ass for you. Yeah, so the black yeah, 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 so yeah, everybody yeah, kept so everybody kept saying shit like, go ahead, you know how black people do your yeah. shit, nigga. You good? Yeah. Do your shit. I'm like, but the whole night I'm thinking about this nigga who got the gun. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I can't piss him off. Now the rest of the I'm like, I better not say nothing to this nigga right here. Don't worry about it, nigga. I'm strapped. I'm strapped. But nah, man. So let me ask you another question. This is for everybody. What you think your first calling was? In terms of what I was... Just in life. The first thing that just spoke to your spirit and you was like, this is what I, this is what I got to do. I know what I, I was, mine was, man. It was crazy. It, remember Ebony Magazine? Yeah. Remember the brother that used to be on the back with the beard? Holding the Cavassier, right? That was the nigga I wanted to be right there. Cavassier model. Yeah, no, I wanted to be a businessman. I, like I said, I always wanted to be a businessman. Right. I right. wanted, you know, I was always about man. My, my brother was a hustler, and I always been around dudes, you know, dudes that was on their grind. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm from a place from Philly called the Hilltop, Hilltop Hustlers. Right, right, right. So how far if, is that from the Murder Mosque? What's that? That's that mosque that was. Uh, Carrying out hits in the seventies for like the uh, for the for the uh, Muslim Muslim. Yeah. I don't know, but you know what's funny though, it's real shit though. When when I grew up, because I was a young boy then, that's why the Muslims came in because they were they were the ones to help stop gang war. Right. Remember, all the brothers became you know, but you did have them five percenters, right? And they was doing this, you know what I mean? So it was yeah. But I don't I don't even know how far that is from oh, okay. from where I grew up. You know yeah, what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Definitely. And just remember, nigga, I gotta go back there, nigga. If I didn't, know, this, <laughs> nah, nigga, now I'm snitching on my motherfucker. Well, how far is it from your your house? <laughs> hey, Brandon, what you feel was your first calling when you seen? He's like, this is what I got to do with my life. This is gonna be it. Shit. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I would. I, I, it's easy for me to connect the dots now that I get older. The first ugly sweater contest? I don't know, man. Uh, I really, I really don't know. When I started, like, it had to have been since something when I was a kid, and I just connected the dot as like an adult. So it, it. it Jesus Christ, uh, California, but we're originally from Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. Anybody? What was your yeah. part? You for remember? me, it was. To me, it was playing the drums. Okay. Like, on your stomach? That's a good one, Howlin' Wolf. <laughs> nah. Nah, but like, yeah, because like my mom, you know, as a kid, you get forced. No no kid want to go to church. But, you know, my, that's, that's the place that mama forced you to go when you were a kid. Right. So the only part I liked was when, when the niggas was playing music, and I would look at the drummer. Like, I want to do that shit one day. What about you, Charlie? I think I wanted to be a hooper. Yeah, That's the first I, I thing I wanted because, you know, I grew up in a little small town outside of Detroit, Romulus. We didn't have nothing but hoop. 
And then all we seen was like Terry Mills, Grant Long. We had a few people that came out, went to the NBA. So all we all we had was who? But I knew it wasn't for me when during the game in eighth grade, I shot on the wrong <laughs> rim and made it. I was like, oh, yeah, this ain't what <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's what you mean, Craig. My bad. Yeah, so it's hoop for sure. Yeah. I would think it would be everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. wouldn't it? Hoop. Yeah, we all had a, we all had a hoop dream. Uh, like 15 was when it was like reality. Like, all yeah. right, I think I'm, I'm like better than yeah. pretty much everybody we're playing. And I realized, like, okay, maybe you can have, like, I, re- I literally said you probably can have a future with it when I was, like, maybe 16. Like, yeah. I was like, you know, I probably can make some money. You know, the funny thing sport. is, though, in today's time, if you'd had that, it, it was funny, in today's time, if you'd had that dream, it would have actually made been more of a chance that it could, pre, you know, come true. Right. You got to yeah, remember, yeah. when we came up, it wasn't no AAU. Nigga, you balled. You bought a school. Oh, we had a we had a we had a Oh, ain't that a bitch? My old ass. Y'all niggas ain't had no three point line, right? Nigga, they didn't. They didn't. And we already knew your shorts was way above the knee. No, that's all. We are all pre crack airmen. This nigga said I was hooping. He said I was hooping in panties. Nigga was hooping in long panties. Niggas was doing power layups from the free throw line. Nigga. Hey, when they put the We didn't even know what the three-point line meant when we saw it paint. Like, what the fuck is this for? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you graduated high school in 79. Nah, nigga, 84, motherfucker. Come on. I I you young old motherfucker. You can get talking shit. I was talking shit. Yeah, talking shit to me. Yeah. You yeah, was hooping. You had a curl back then. You was hooping. Nigga, I, man, my hair never grew past this. Nigga, I knew I, I knew I was going bald. Nigga, <laughs> shit. My motherfucking hair, man. But nah, man, it was, it, they didn't have it then. So you know, but I, I think, think now it is. Go ahead. You was boxing. I mean, when you when you said you wanted to be a businessman, even when you was boxing, you didn't think that that was going to be your, your, your no. Your, your the thing, thing was, man, about the boxing, real quick. Um, I grew up in an area where a lot of dudes had hands. Like street fighting was just like you know, but how I got into it, I could street fight. But I didn't know the difference. And when I first went to the gym, I, okay, the first time I went to the gym, they put me in the ring. They put you in the ring like about a week when you get there. Because they want to see if you got the heart. You know what I mean? So I went in there and everything they told me to do, I didn't do. Like, but the dude that was boxing me, he was in there about the same amount of time. He stuck to what they was telling him. Like, he just kept jabbing the right hand. And this nigga beat me from all four corners. Right. You know what I mean? But what happened was when I started fighting, and I started getting good. One of my old head boys used to go to the gym with me. They was people kept saying like, "Yo, he, 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 he gonna be nice. He, 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 right, little young boy. You know what I mean? He's nice. You know what I mean? So that's what made me start thinking about the boxing. But I always, you know, I think my era, and I can say that for real. Our parents told us you got to get education. Mm-hmm. You know, right now I don't know how many. I don't know if the parents are still doing it. I'm not sure about your parents, but. I know when we came, I was like, yo, you gotta go to school. You know what I mean? So that was the main thing. Then I wanted to be, I was like, you know, stylish. You know what I mean? East Coast, that's just how we was. So Right, 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 right. Now, I asked you about calling because calling, cause my grandfather used to always have this saying, right? Well, not always, but as he was getting older, he had this broad that had been taking care of him that he had been with basically since he left my grandmother. But mm-hmm. it was like what you call his bottom bitch. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he was sick, you know, before he passed. He was sick probably about two years. And I went to visit him, so I was in, in Detroit. And he was like, I'm going to tell you something, man. He was like, remember this shit. He said, because I'm sick. And this bro had always been my bottom bitch. I didn't treat her the best, but she stuck around. Right. You know what I'm saying? What I learned from her is that life is not about 
what you, what you love is about what loves you. Right. So I'm 87 years old and I'm just not realizing this shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. a lot of times people say, you know, a calling is what loves you. Anything that that you feel drawn to, I feel like that's a vibration being sent to you that that thing is telling you that I love you. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. my first thing that I thought was my calling, like these niggas was who? Mm -hmm. I thought that was my shit. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I feel like something like Hoop can only be your calling if you were Shaquille O'Neal type nigga. Right? Because Shaquille's first love, he had said all day he wanted to be a rapper or a policeman. That's what he wanted. Right. You know what I'm saying? But genetics made him seven feet, you know, 300 some odd pounds, super athletic. Right. And the thing that loves those type of genetics is who? Yeah. So even though he may, that may not have been his first choice as a kid, you know what I'm saying? What loved him was who? You know what I'm saying? But you know, they all say, though, not to cut you off, Craig, but they also say, too, and we all heard this one, what would you be willing to do for free? And that's what loves you. That's what loves you, bro. Right. So, if you... Because a lot of stuff, we always put it monetary. You know what I mean? Like, economic paper off it. But what can you do? Now, I can't see myself doing anything but comedy and writing. Right. Because, bro, and we've all had this experience. It ain't no feeling getting off a stage. Somebody be like, yo, when you said that joke, right. nigga, I... I felt that shit. I, that happened. You know what I mean? And right. you be like, yo. And then, like, and then they go, keep doing what you're doing, man. You're funny. Right. And that's, and it's not, and people think it's the accolades that make us feel good. No, it's, for me, it's when I say something that really makes somebody come to me differently. Right. Like, one night, I can share the story with you. One night, we was at the laugh, um, the, the uh, comedy store. And I don't know if you guys know, but, you know, I, me and Guy Tory started Fat, Fat Tuesday. Right. You know. That's where this famous Tupac incident happened. We, we was talking about that last week. Yeah, 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 yep. Actually, Tupac came in. I got to give mad respect to that brother. Because when he came in one time, he came in about like 15 deep one time. And you know, but... And you got to remember, if, if you were around Fat Tuesday time... You, I don't know if you were here at the time. No, I, I was... Was you I around was, Fat Tuesday time? I was too young. Okay, okay. bro. We had... Well, we had... We had sold out shows. Everywhere. Every... We were turning away hundreds of people. No, I'm not lying. We turned away. You ask anybody, hundreds of people. It'd be lines that like none of y'all getting in. We already got 300 in there, and that was every Tuesday for five years. So I'm in this motherfucker, right? And Tupac come, Tupac come, come in. He about 15 deep. So we was like, you know, nigga, Tupac, yeah, nigga, you nigga, no more. He's like, nah, man, nah. Y'all need to make y'all money. Chipped off everybody. Solid. So that's he was a solid dude, you know what I mean? But comedy to me That's the real Pac to me. Yeah. The Pac that we see on T V sensationalized, I don't feel like that's that's No, he wasn't he wasn't he was You know what he got you know what man, he got caught up. He got yeah, caught up yeah. in all that. And I like I said, I don't know the politics of the streets of LA, so I don't talk that kind of shit because I don't know it. But he got caught up with that image, you know right. what I mean? And always remember, man, like I would say, the bitch lives, the hero dies. Right. You know what I mean? So you decide what you want to get involved in, and that's going to dictate what's going to maybe or maybe not happen to you. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? And it's real talk. But back to what we were saying, what really helped me one night, too, and it's, and it's, it's crazy, I was doing this great do this bit at, this, at the uh, comedy store, and it was, on, it, was, it was a gay bit. So I said, is anybody gay in the house like that? And... This white girl raised her hand. So you people sure you didn't say, who's packing? <laughs> 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 and nigga walked up to him like, I'm packing. 
<laughs> Are there any future partners in the house? <laughs> so, so, of course, a couple people got couple, some people got a little uncomfortable, and I said, "Hold on." I said, "No, wait a minute." See, I said, "That's the difference." And see, as comedians, that's what we got to understand. We control the whole narrative right. if you know how to control it. Because right. I said, that's the difference. See, y'all, she admitted it was a white girl. She was with another white girl. She said she admitted that she was gay. Not and, and the joke was funny. And she wasn't uncomfortable. She came up to me at the end of the show. And this was back in the 90s before all of the even the PC shit. Right. And she goes, I had no problem. You were funny. I appreciate you, you know, you talking about that. And that's the kind of shit as a comedian for me, you know, and probably for us, man, that it makes us feel like, you know what? We doing because yeah. we have we really don't know, bro. You, we're the last line of, of like laughter and and yeah. really truth, man. Right. You know she what I'm saying? She gave a nigga a flannel shirt right after. The show. <laughs> yeah. But to me, the, the Rock is the prime example. Is if you do what loves you, that it'll love you eventually. You'll love it the way that it loves you. You know what I'm saying? And I give you an example: The Rock's father. Bro, okay. Yeah, yeah. The Rock's father does not get as much props as he should, but there's a lot of black wrestlers who started with The Rock mm -hmm. and who were as talented as The Rock, but he they didn't get the notoriety because The Rock's father gave him a starting point that them other brothers didn't have. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because what, what, what loves you more than your own father? Yeah. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so he, he had a daddy around. That's right, the first he had thing. a daddy. Shit, right, right, right. But, but that doesn't mean that if you don't have a father that you can't find oh, yeah. what loves you. Yeah. If you fuck with what loves you, it gives you a starting point like you have a father. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So, so the Rock's pop, you know, he gave him a starting point. He put him in a position where he could win. And subsequently, because the Rock was doing something that loves him, you know, at first he wasn't. He was trying to play football. Yeah. Well, he played football. He, he played football. Yeah. For, for, right, right. Yeah. But, this, but now he, was, he was decent. I mean, he wasn't no superstar. But people can see when you can, when you embrace your calling properly, and yeah. the results will reflect that. Right. So just so you know, Rock is the biggest person on social media, and it's not even close. Highest paid movie star too. <clears throat> rock on Rock, the Rock on Facebook has fifty eight million followers just on Facebook. That's more than Fox, the New York Times, ABC, and CBS combined. Wow. He's like top five or something like that, right? Right. Yeah, That's yeah. more than them combined. You know what I'm saying? And he's and he's doing what loved him. You know what I'm saying? Which was an identity that his father passed to him and gave him a starting point that wasn't you know what I'm saying necessarily point A. He might have been blessed to be able to start at point P or mm -hmm. or you know a little bit later in the alphabet. Right, right, right. But, but you but, know what happens with a, with, with a lot of people when it comes to your dreams? A lot of us, a lot of people have dreams, right? Or what you say, what loves them. Right. But sometimes, if you have one failure in it, and you don't know how to get past that, you kill it. Right. Because that, like you said with your comedy, mm -hmm. that night, you know what I mean, whatever, whatever night you say you bombed yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, Kool-Aid looked out, right. Yeah. Bro, I remember in L.A. one time, J. Anthony Brown killed me so bad one night. I said, this ain't, you know, this ain't for me. Right. And then I had to go home and go, Again, if you're going to do this, this is the kind of shit you want to deal with. Right. And it's about, it's really about getting over, it's like that movie, The Perfect Storm. I always tell people this, give them an example. Remember at the end of the movie when the, the, the boat was getting, they saw the sun, they saw the light. I mean, you're in Perfect Storm with, with Clooney and, yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, about the, the, the storm, right. And they were taking the boat, was going up the tidal wave. And if they would have got over the tidal wave, they was, they was home free. Right. But what happened was they got right to the top and the boat gave up and went back and they didn't make it. Right. 
Think about how many times we done did that or people have done that in their lives, you know what I mean? Of something that they really want to do. Right. A lack of encouragement, a lack of one saying, no, oh man, they're gonna worry about that. See right. his dad probably was like, Nigga, you ain't you know, all right, nigga, you ain't that good in football. But right, right. you know what? You see what I do. Right. Let's get this paper. And you big enough to do it. Right, right. And maybe the first time you might have got slammed, but like, nah, nigga, this is a show. Right. You show it right, we will get you paid. Straight up. A lot of people don't and black people just don't understand that and they don't have that. You well, know what I'm saying? What you gotta realize is what love you loves you is an energy that's in motion. It's something right. that's moving. Right. It's something that's fluid, it's something that's already going. So if you don't have a father like The Rock to give you a starting point right. that's not at the complete beginning, since love is an energy, and I use Shaq as an example, basketball was somebody's love that was already a persistent thing before Shaq was born. You know what I'm saying? And there was a certain set of criteria that, you know, whoever loves this game put into place that when people meet this criteria, the game would reach out to them and embrace them and make sure they come fuck with it. So right. if you don't have a father, even though Shaq did have a father, right. a stepfather, um, his father wasn't necessarily his pops. It was the game of hoop yeah. because it gave him a starting point, which is what your father is supposed to do. Nigga, when you got 22 size feet, that's your starting point. That's your starting point. You know what point. I mean? So it's, no, even if you don't want it. Right. I mean, think of how many times, I know dudes, how many people we know, six, nine, six, I mean, some big dudes, you're like, nigga, you fuck you doing with this height but how many how long were we making motherfuckers laugh and doing shit like this before we actually chose to embrace it embrace it yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. the thing is getting positioning your mind and putting yourself in a space where you can understand what loves you mm -hmm. because the ego will tell you that anything that i want is supposed to be what i'm chasing because I'm either mimicking or I've decided that this is what I want. But sometimes, you know what I'm saying, because of, uh, you know, positioning and, you know, supply and demand and certain things. I mean, don't. I'm not saying that what loves you can't change. But a lot of times, if you embrace what loves you at that moment, it can transition, transition you into what you love. But if you yeah, think about, but true. you know, but if you think about the big thing, one of the big pictures of it really is most people know what they love. But if you got a parent that ain't pushing you. Or they're saying, I don't give a fuck. You, a musician, no. you going to go. Or how many of us in? Right. Prime example. You know what I really wanted to be? What is that? I wanted to be an architect. Man, that's dope. True story, bro. I'm on the basketball court at the grounds. So anybody from Philly know what the grounds is. Right across the street from Overbrook High School. But see, I grew up. I didn't have a dad. So I grew up with the old heads. You know what I mean? Dudes. And old head asked me. Almost like what you're saying. Like, yeah, what you want to do, man, when you get bigger? I said, you know, I don't, know if, I don't even know if I said it right. I said, I want to be an architect because I like to draw. Right. He said, nigga, ain't no goddamn black architects. <clears throat> Damn. And I never pursued it. Wow. I never, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that might have been my energy and I knew I liked to draw. I mean, I eventually got into animation and, and computer graphics, but how many times have you, if you don't have it, right. if you don't have some, believe it or not, it's not even about you. That's what see, but most motherfuckers fail to realize. Unless a nigga really got mental issue or just don't give a fuck, it ain't really about him. Right. A crip wanna be a crip, nigga wanna be a crip. Right. You know what I mean? He, he, he don't mind shooting you. Why? He got the energy to blast the gun. Right. I could have been a drug dealer. I had enough people around me. The only I always tell people the only reason I was never a drug dealer was because I can't kill a nigga in cold blood. Right. Because I got a conscience. Right. You can't shoot a nigga and go home. Nah, I shouldn't have shot this nigga. Right. You know what I right, mean? Right, you know right. what I mean? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's up with it? Yeah, yeah. You know my bad, nigga. You know, go back. And then you Sorry, I tell, shot you, man. And then you gonna tell like, yourself, <laughs> I, I did it. I shot the nigga on Fifth Street. That was Kobe, me, officer. Kobe's another example, man. He yeah. embraced what loved him. Pops was an NBA player. Pops was a beast. Everything was in place for him to do that, and he embraced that. 
identity and took it. And after he, he wanted it, he wanted it. You, but, but after he finished hooping, he said he would always want to be a storyteller. He likes telling stories. Yeah. That was his shit. So imagine if Kobe wouldn't have embraced what was loving him and just said, "Nah, fuck that. I'm eleven years old. Pops is six ten. It's all that shit is cool. But I want to tell stories." <laughs> and you gonna be six six? Your dad gonna look at you like, nah, nigga, that's not, that's, you know. Right. Talk about it. Green. But, Let's talk but about that well, how about this though? Is that Magic Johnson, son? But how about this? Oh man, you nigga, EJ, you're six ten. Oh, I mean, what do you want to do? <laughs> Dad, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I got something else in mind. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you see what? Hey, hold on, hold on. You see what somebody put on there? Hey, did y'all see what somebody put on there? He's talking about OG ain't gotta go to the bathroom yet. No, motherfucker. No, no, no. no chance, nigga. Look at Mike Tyson too. Mike Tyson. Look at Mike Tyson. His, I mean, he was naturally a fighter, and that was the first thing. But he wasn't. I mean, he was I'm, a natural bully. He was a natural. No, bully. actually, yeah. I take it back, and I'm not trying to cut you off, bro. Yeah. But we got, we want to do facts and facts. Yeah, yeah. Mike was really a quiet type of kid. Right. The motherfucker got bullied one time and they killed this bird. Right, right. And the nigga lost it. Right. And then he became the bully. He killed that pigeon uh, and he went nuts. So right. that's what a lot of people. So Mike and then Mike got again. What we what we've been saying is, once he was getting in so much trouble, he found somebody that could take that energy and transfer transfer it into fighting. Right, good love. Yes, yeah. I mean, because Mike, how did he go to jail? Knocking out old ladies. And taking their purses. Then when he got to jail, what happened? Got into it with a CO, knocked out a CO, another CO seen it, and was like, that nigga is going to be a future heavyweight champ called Custom Auto, right. and the rest is history. Now, was as crazy as Mike was as a kid, he could have chose not to embrace that. Yeah. But he still had enough sense to realize what loved him. But he had it. But you could tell Mike had it in him. Because right. if you don't see old footage of Mike... Mike would get emotional before a fight. Yeah, I see. You, know, you, yeah. you saw that? Yeah, yeah see, Mike yeah, yeah. would get like. But you heard what Mike said. He said, "Well, so the story with Customato is that he was a, like a professional hypnotist." So really, uh, yeah. So Mike said that he he when he would do certain hand gestures, it was part of his. That's how he would train him also. But it was hypnosis, and he literally made Mike believe he was like a like a legit like monster. Damn. So he was like, "Yeah, come in." So his mentality was based off of Mike as being Mike and his training, but also he was hypnotized for the majority mm -hmm. of his career under this guy. But think about what you him, said. To but, make him this type of, like, fearless person. Yeah, but everything we're saying, think about it. You're not, like I said, you're not talking about the individual. You talk about the person that right. pushed him, right. you know, to the... We right. all, we all, you know... It, Somebody said you was funny. Somebody had to say at one time you yeah. you had some type of skill, Craig, too, for you to go on stage. Same with you. Somebody had to. Because you just don't, you know, you just don't jump on the motherfucker. You want to you know, know, know how? But yeah, what happened? I was, I was on stage. I had a show. I was, a lot of motherfuckers don't know I got five albums. Right? <laughs> <laughs> five albums. <laughs> five, we got what? Five albums. I was a rapper first. So an album? What's album? Album. <laughs> oh, you that old, huh, nigga? Yeah. That nigga said album. was the album. Yeah, okay, so go I, ahead. <laughs> at that time, I was chasing, chasing. Was you a singer or a rapper? A rapper. Okay, okay. Craig singing. No, I didn't know. Right? Nigga got nice hair. I didn't know nigga my <laughs> So I was doing a show. I passed out a bunch of flyers. There was only like 10 people in the audience. And I'm just, and, and I was distraught. Not right. in a bad way. I still got on stage and I just was talking about people in the audience, roasting them. And after somebody's like, you ever thought about doing comedy? And I had never met a comedian. I didn't know where you even started Start, to even right. try. I didn't know shit about it. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I embraced that. 
And the next week I went and tried, and you know what I'm saying? And that's when I met this dude and all that other shit. So, but I could have just walked the other way and be like, nah, man, fuck that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that's interesting. I want to transition into this, bro. Um, where the fuck is this shit at? But when you embrace what loves you, you get a starting point. And if you get to a point where you can either match the status or put up, put out enough work um, where whatever's calling you um, can respect that, I feel like you double your positioning. Mm -hmm. you, un you understand what I'm saying? Where some people start at one, if what, what loves you is at a 10, right. once you get to a point where you take that serious and you become a 10, I feel like you now become a 20 instead of a 10, if that makes sense. Would you... Would you Oh, any of you guys can answer it. Would you guys also say that believing in it after the fact is what gets you to that 10 or that 20? Right, right. You know what I mean? Believe that you can do it? I feel like you got to match the call in order for it to double yeah. what's, you know what I'm saying? Do it. Right. right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because Mike Tyson started from, once he embraced it and got to a position where he matched the work of the call, then the 60 or 70 years of experience that Custom Model stood on, Tyson now had that behind him. He stood on that platform. Where if it was if he would have did it on his own without a cuss, he wouldn't have been able to stand so tall because he's standing on the shoulders of somebody who already put the work in. Right. A lot of niggas who don't have fathers don't have shoulders to stand on, which is why it's important to understand what loves you. Because if something loves you, all the work that is put in before it embraced you, you now have those shoulders to stand on. Right. You even, understand what you I'm know, saying? Like, even if you have a father, like my father was great, you know what I mean? But he didn't see my vision. Right. I had a dope ass father. But when I talked about playing the drums and doing comedy and shit, he was like, you, know, you better get a job. You know what I mean? So it was like, so sometimes you have people who love you and they got their best interests at heart. They don't understand. But they only see what they see. Right. They don't see what you see. Right. You know what I mean? And as far as that, you know, embracing what love you. You know what I mean? Because the, the drums is something I've been going back and forth from for years. Right. But, but, it's, I, but it's possible that when he, he sees, like, the evil in, like, society, right? So for you to say, let's say you're at a young age talking about you have a dream, he's looking at it like, well, you don't have a plan on how to fucking make money off this stream while you're... So I, I, part of it could be he's trying to prepare you because you have to be more than funny to make it. Yeah. No matter what the fuck your dream is. Yeah. Because there's politics involved in everything. So Danny could be the funniest guy on the planet, but I but I guarantee he has a story about, man, this politics bullshit. I guarantee you. Yeah. Because there's another side than just wanting to do something because you love it. That So as a parent, they're going to prepare you for the other shit. But I got a question for, uh, for Mr... The Sapiosexual album. That's a dope-ass album. Dunk, when did you... Cause you Dunk got some dope-ass music. If y'all ain't heard his album yet, that shit doped in the motherfucker. When did you know music was your shit? Uh, shit. That's a good-ass question. Like, like, everybody started... I, I I wanted to be an artist. Like, I wanted to draw when I when I was younger. I used to draw Ninja Turtles and all that shit. Everything I would see on TV. Nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't watch TV like that. My mom was watching the story. So, right. Nigga, channel, <laughs> channel 11. Story, you know what I'm saying? Nigga, mom, with one life to live. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mom's watching the story. Ain't no one TV. Nigga, nigga, ain't none of that. So, I used, to, I used to just really, I, honestly, nigga, I sit down and I would, nigga, draw scenes from the cartoons. Because mm -hmm. that's not, you know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, I want to see this shit that bad. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but when I got into, like, music, I think that was from birth, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you kind of, like, hear sounds yeah, when you, I was, remember, you hear it. Like, even, like, songs like, a, like shit, like, my mama is a big Anita Baker fan, so all that Anita Baker and, you know what I'm saying, all them, all them oldies, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, 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 I remember being a kid, like, just repeating the words to singing with her, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, when it came to time for me to, like, like do music and create my own sound, 
I had a whole bucket of shit to go to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was yeah. a, so was you? Are you a producer or are you a, 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 a artist? I mean, I, I'm, I'm I an do artist, both. I mean like okay, I do both. I, well, I started as an artist. Started rapping, rapping. You know what okay. I'm saying battling. Then, well, from not having beats and you know what I'm saying not really knowing niggas that produce like that, I had to become my own own producer. Okay, okay, that's fat. You know what I'm saying? Then I just became. You know what's funny though? What what you said though? (laughs) This brother right here said it's what's funny. What's really interesting though? You talked about the. You you said your dad didn't see the vision, but I think a lot of times, you said your father was a good dad. So you can't even look at your dad. You got to look at his parents, right? Because his parents would probably told him, you know, you got to get. You see what I'm saying? So, 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 so a lot of times the vision we don't see. I mean, they don't see in us is a couple generations back of. Being implemented into them, you know what I mean. I mean, so I think what happens with a lot of comedians, man, is that I think it, like I got I think I feel like I got in the game late. I was twenty six, but I still feel like it was late. Oh, shit, I was twenty seven. Cause I, was, I mean, but I look at it cause when, I, when I heard about Dave, like Dave was oh, yeah. Dave Chappelle was sixteen, fourteen, fifteen, something like that. So he got Nick Cannon was. We started Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon was fifteen. Right. You know what I mean? And Nick came to Guy and I was like, yo, I want to be, we was in San Diego one time. He's like, yo, I want to be a comedian. And Guy was like, yo, we're coming up to Fat Tuesday. Cause that's how Nick got discovered, you know, at our club. Okay. So, I don't ever remember his parents, but there was two dudes that believed in him enough that used to bring Nick up to LA. Yeah. So you gotta still, it's like, who you have believing in you? You know what I'm saying? Right. But after a while, then it comes down to, you know, it's like with my, with my doc, man, not to get up on it, but I went to people, you know. I, I've gone to people like, yo, I got to stop. Motherfuckers been like, uh, like they ain't trying to fuck with me. Right. You know what I mean? Or well, they didn't want to deal with that. Put it that way. Cause I, I promised Marcus King I wouldn't say that no more, so I'm not gonna say that. Right. But what happens, like everything, bro? It takes one person after your show to see that to tell you that you should be a comic. And now, guess what? I bet you there's somebody out there now, like, yo, I remember I told that nigga yeah, you he should be. A- seed. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So who's the seed planter? That's what my dad was for me, man. Because I didn't think my dad messed with anything that I did comedically. Me either. You know what I'm saying? Because at first, he was pushing me. My dad played all sports in high school, and he had all 100 stories. Like, well, you know I was dunking in the ninth grade. And you know I was. So he put the pressure on us. I was always athletic. I just didn't have the court IQ. You know what I'm saying? I'm playing bully ball out there. But then when I shot the ball on the wrong rim in eighth grade, that nigga didn't talk to me for a week. Is that my son? What is wrong with this nigga? So then, like, this nigga didn't talk to me for a week. And then right after that, you know, I was playing football too. But I was a beast in football. You know what I'm saying? So he was always had his chest stuck out. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting all these sacks per game, blah, blah, blah. And then I got sick. I got cancer when I was like 15. Right. So then that, I stopped playing all sports. And I felt like I let this nigga down. Like, mm. then again, he got quiet. Like, this nigga done got sick. He ain't playing. What's <laughs> <laughs> wrong with this nigga? This nigga done got cancer. Why you do this, yeah. guy? I don't yeah. like this nigga. Nigga done got cancer. So he. Nigga, I didn't have cancer when I was 15. How many yards did you have before you got sick? Okay. Talk about your seeing angels, nigga. You need to be out on the field, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to the doctor. Was, don't tell the nigga. We need uh, to get one more game out there. He, was, he was hard on you, too. He, his... he was hard on me. He was on me about sport. He was at the sideline every game. I could hear him. I played outside linebacker. So I could hear him yelling at me like, the quarterback cutting inside. The, yeah. I could hear him over my coach. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So when I got sick, you know, he was a little upset. Um, gratefully, God healed me of cancer. But while I was down... Like, my mom, she saw something in me that I did see. So she wrote a play at our church. 
And she was like, just go up there and act a fool. Because I had been getting in trouble in school, acting right. a fool in school. She said, just go up there and do whatever you want. As long as you say these few things. And I went up there and the audience was laughing. Mm -hmm. And then right after that, because I didn't think my dad was watching and he cared, he walked up to me. He said, listen, you know, I build hot rods. I got my own business. I got all this stuff going on. He said, and I play sports. He said, I can't give you no advice on where you're supposed to go. He said, but what I want to tell you is start reading autobiographies of comedians and actors. He said, read them autobiographies and then mm -hmm. just mimic what they do. Right. And that's what I started doing at like 16, one. 17. I started reading. And that's for all the people out there that may may not have any guidance about what you want to do. Start reading autobiographies of people who have done or doing what you want to do. And, and I started just, reading the books. So you just mimicked everybody after that? I mean, I start pulling out pieces that I could use. Like one thing I got so from Jay Little. So, so, so yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, that's a double mimic. I'm yeah. not mimicking you. I'm yeah. mimicking the nigga. He's yes. mimicking. Yes. <laughs> no, no, I'm just mimic, I'm mimicking his material. That's about it. So one thing in Jay Little's book that really fried me because Jay Leno said, um, or was it Steve Martin? Steve Martin was like, always look better than the audience. So he said he would dress up in a suit and tie and be dressed. He said, always look better than the audience. And then another thing I got from Jay Leno's book, I'll never forget. He said, when you're in Hollywood and you're pursuing acting, if it's a role you're uncomfortable with, you can't never say, I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to do this role. You just tell him I'm not available. Right. So whenever shit come across my path that I don't really agree with, whatever script I don't so want to do. So he was up for Greenleaf, right? Like, <laughs> so, yeah. so, you met, so you read the people in the book. You mimic the book. Have you ever read, like, did you read Frederick Douglass's book? Nah. Oh, okay. Oh shit! Right. What's the punchline? Right. What was it? Hey, that's just like. 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 Hey, you know what I mean? Like I look at my grandfather. He's 97 years old. Next week, I was talking to him last night. He'll be 97 in a couple of weeks. And he was just talking about how, you know, how he went through the whole. He was 40 when the civil rights legislation was signed. When You know, he was so he, he's gone through that from being a sharecropper to getting a job. I mean, to owning his own business to having to go work a job because he went through the whole civil rights thing. Right. And he saw the shit that we went through as a people through the civil rights movement. It was like, nigga, you better off getting a job because it's business owning shit. He went through the whole era of the government shutting down Central Avenue and all that shit. Where and so our grandparents was raised with hella trauma, right? And which was passed down to our parents, which was passed down. So whether you have a parent that discouraged you, don't take it personal. Or if you didn't have a parent at all, don't think that parent would have told you the right thing. Right. Either way it go, you got to go back to what Craig was talking about, and that's going to your first love, and you know what your first love is. Only you know that. You and I, I always tell people this, and, and I think because of me, because my background, I won't get all heavy into it, but from 15 on, I've been on my own. I lost my mom young. Right. So, but I, but I always tell people, man, at the end of the day, ain't no excuses. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's got to be your call. Right. You know, when you're 15, 16, and you're young, of course you don't know, but when you get 18, 19, 20, 21, and you, you got to see how the world is, right. you can't have that excuse. Right. You know what I mean? And think about... And I say that even in the business of entertainment because, man, it's so much shit going on now. Like, I mean, like, I'm looking at this, and I don't want to change it, but look, like, this this girl. Like, now, ever since I've been in L.A., especially when I started getting commercials and doing a lot of shit, people come to me, like, for advice, right? And I'm, you know me, I'm down to talk, whatever. Yo, how do you get an agent? How you do this? How you do that? Now, I'm reading that this bra puts Gorilla Glue in the hair, right. and this bitch gets a decent-ass agent. Right. And I'm saying, how fucking unfair is that? 
to every motherfucker that's really been putting in the work. But right. at the same time, you can't hate on the motherfucker because if that's how they get there, they get there. Everybody, right. does, you know, we all don't go to Ralph the same way. But that's, right. that's but it's, you know what I'm saying? But it's, you know, so that's, yeah. this whole game, I think of life, man, is interesting because I think at the end of the day, you got to know yourself, man. Right. And too many motherfuckers don't know themselves, Greg. That's right. the problem. Well, you know, I think a lot of people would listen to what I'm, what I'm saying and think I'm saying that you're saying that don't pursue what I want to no, do. No, yeah, don't do. I don't think you're saying that at all. No, no, but I'm just saying the average person listening. Oh. But they don't understand the flexibility that is required to make happen what you want to happen. Because there's nothing really that's written in stone. The problem is with a lot of people is this. When you get to a certain age in life, you get a job. Right. So you get a job and now you're car note your house your apartment your girl your wife everybody's based off of that right paycheck so now if craig says damn i want to be a motherfucking movie producer right and you gotta start from scratch one right your lady or the kid ain't nobody trying to hear that shit no. yo nigga we understand it but uh how we eating right so most people can't make that adjustment if you single i'm single i don't have no children when I did it, when I got into the you know into the game, I was able to make that adjustment from my master's degree in computer animation to saying I want to be a, a com, you know comedian right. writer. So a lot of people can't make that adjustment too. So that's another reason why I think a lot of people don't pursue their dreams or their goals. Right, right. How do you balance it, though? Man, that's a good ass question. You just gotta really just I mean just know what you want. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people like think they want certain things because it look glamorous. Yeah. And they're pursuing it just for the get back. You know what I'm saying? I've never, I've never done nothing. I was gonna put my time and effort into. I really didn't have no passion behind. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people look at shit just for, oh, nigga, that that bad good over there. You know what I'm saying? They making this much, and I don't look at shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm never gonna come out, and, out. You know what I'm saying? Do diamond. You know what I'm saying? First year, niggas don't do that no more. You know what I'm saying? So I can't look at like, damn man, Nelly album went. You know what I'm saying? When he first dropped Country Grammar, that shit. It's a whole different, you know what I'm saying? So I can't even, that's not even what I'm on it for. I don't care about money, period, when I do music. You know what I'm saying? If I get paid from the shit or not, I still will be at home banging out hot shit, regardless. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's just something I love to do. You know what right. I'm saying? But a lot of people think just because, oh, I'm making money from what I love to do that I hit the jackpot. Nah, nigga, I do this shit for free. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if you're not on that, that on your craft or whatever you're trying to do, you know what I'm saying? You ain't on it like that, bro. It ain't finna work. I'm gonna let you know that right now. Let's yeah. go ahead and speak it though. Sapiosexual is gonna be a number one streaming album. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, right. up, it's up there right now. It's up there right how you, now. How you gonna stay there for a while. How man. you balance it, Charlie, with kids and stuff and this and this career path? Because a lot of people <laughs> they they want they want a dream or they want what they want, but then they want stability. Right. And it's like, we all want stability, right? But the stabilizing force is you and what you do. Yeah. So, like, normal people are trained to program or programmed to think that stability is like a weekly paycheck like he was talking about. And then what happens is they get accustomed to this check and then they accumulate a lifestyle that's based on that income. Can't make the moves. So they become indentured slaves, indentured right. servitude, because now you can't pay it. You can't do what you want to do because you have a debt that you need to appease. So how do you position yourself as a father... A great father, how do you position yourself where you can still pursue what it is you're trying to pursue and then manage all the different things you have to manage as a pops? That's a good question, man. My dad taught me years ago that a man is supposed to fight with two hands. He said, you got one with one hand, you're pursuing your goal and your dream. 
because he worked at Ford for a year, and he said, don't ever stay there. I used to work on the assembly line in Michigan uh, for Ford Motor Company. He was like, don't ever get into that factory mentality. He said, I did it for a year. It'll destroy your body. He said, factories are dream stealers. Right. He said, so don't let that happen. But he said, be a man that fights with two hands. So he said, why are you pursuing your dream? You got a job to take care of your family. So while I was working at Ford, I was writing stage plays and pursuing stage plays. So I was working in the evening, you know what I'm saying? Working in the evening at Ford, and I was pursuing my goal. So he was always on me, and he showed me the model because he was working at uh, Detroit Edison, but he also built Hot Rods. So he had a business, and he showed me that. But he said, Binali, you got to be a man that fights with two hands. And he said, when your dream starts to make you as much or more than your gig, walk away. then you walk away. Right. So I've always been a two-hand type of dude. Like Even now, like I book roles on shows, TV shows and stuff. I'm really grateful for that. I don't worship it, but I take a commercial check, 10, 15 grand, and I go to the auction and buy six cars to flip because I don't trust that business all like that. I don't yeah. worship it. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like you should have goals written down and put on your wall. And if you got a family... A lot of niggas, man, you got six kids, and you just like, you know, I'm about to quit my job, and I'm about to do comedy. Nigga, you got them six kids yeah, to feed. Well, that's what that. I was going to get to. So, for, like, the people in the room, you guys are talented. So, like, the dreams, you, you can actually have dreams. But a lot of these people in the comments, they don't have any talent but have a dream. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So, some of y'all out there... <laughs> Some of you guys out there, the dream, we're not talking to you. <laughs> Understand? We're talking to people that actually have talent. So what do I need and to then you have a talent. dream and well, go off of that talent. No, no, Danny. Not everybody's meant not everybody's meant. You to put, fulfill you their you dream. put gorilla glue in your hair, nigga. You, you, you need well, no talent, no, but, no, but, 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 but I know, some of y'all, some of them need to try it. Right. Because you, we, because it's 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 not working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 can they, so what can they do? So what can they do to groom their talent so that no, they can? No, be, look, there's nothing not wrong with just having a job. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So the people, everybody can't be some of y'all that have a dream. You and then you're just not talented. Just get a job. And nothing <laughs> I wrong. mean, but the problem is most people have it. Some people have well, when you're There's boys, nothing wrong with having a job. Right. They have a dream that is unrealistic. That's the problem. Right. You can have a dream. I mean, it's, you know, nigga, I want to go to the movie. Let me ask you, let me ask you. Let me ask you, Duncan. I'll ask you and Duncan this. Okay. Duncan, how many cats do you know that, that want to keep rapping and you sitting there like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nigga, that, was, that was fire. Oh, right? But we all start off trash. No, yeah. I'm talking about. I'm talking about now. That's true. Now, like it's been for a while, uh, and they ain't gonna never. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, okay. Then uh, same thing. People think, hey man, I, I want to do comedy, and you hear the work, and you, you like, man, you've been at this 15 years, and and you know, you know what's funny though? It's funny you say that, man, because but it's something that helped me deal with other people, and as comedians, I think or anybody, we definitely know this one. And you maybe you're in the music too. How many people have come to you and go, "Yo, man, what you think about old boy? Mm-hmm. We think about this comic." Mm-hmm. So what happens is because they got their opinion of whether he's funny or not. So what has helped me now to answer your question? I will look at somebody and be like, "The nigga ain't no writer." See, I'm I'm on, I'm right. on a writing tip. Right. You see, if you can write but can't deliver the joke, I'm gonna be like, "The nigga got something, but he just don't know how to present it." Right. right. But I can tell. See, I don't like I don't like comics that do the same material all the time. Cause to right. me, you on autopilot. Right. So, so, so now I'm judging you. But the reason I don't say to people, "Do you think this guy is funny? Do you got or not?" Or like he was probably say, "Yo, do you think this guy can rap?" Because everybody got acquired taste. Right. It's this this world got billions of people, and it's gonna be one month. You know, you only need a million people to like 
one dumbass joke you told. Right, but you're talking about the outliers. I'm not talking about the outliers right. of it. There's an outlier for, for all of that. We see a lot of trash music on the radio, right? right. I'm, so and you wonder how he got there. Those can't, but we can't use them as the example because they're the right. outliers. So the average person with this dream that is, has no skill, you, you can't... You, but it's hard. But it's hard to focus the one to be the outlier. You, you have no. You, know I mean, you, you, have, you probably have an idea. It's like a child. Is a fan or a person with talent is almost like your child. How can you tell this motherfucker you can't? You know what I mean? This motherfucker come with passion. Yo, I've been writing this joke. You like? You want to say, nigga? You ain't got it. But, but you, Charlie, you don't like want to fuck. Pop, you know what I mean? Pop, like basketball ain't for you. Yeah. 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 You shoot on the wrong court. But here's the. But it's not for you. But in his case too, I mean, unfortunately. Maybe you would have kept pursuing it if you didn't catch cancer. Football or football. You know what I mean? I, I mean you know what I'm saying? I'm so, saying something. I seen clips of Charlie playing when he was 14, and that nigga was good. He right. wasn't regular good. He was like. Right. So what I'm saying was, is. He was like elite level. So that's level. a point. So that's a point. I mean, and I'm saying. That was, that's I, a that's point. You, do, you were that clip you sent me, right? Which In the one? backyard. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My brother. Yeah. Oh, you said yeah. in the backyard? Yeah. He not talking about. Hold on, bro. He wasn't even in. Hold on, no, bro. This nigga was on. It was in a basketball court playing basketball. Hey, you the league? Fourteen. I was hooping in the yard. Oh, no league. I thought you were talking about football. I was about to see. Oh, okay. I don't need to see. I don't need to see a nigga hooping with other elite niggas. To know if he good, I could just see two or three movements and blow. Like, oh, this nigga could right. be nice. Damn, I was trying to wait till we got to a thousand likes, man. Smash the like button. Smash the like button, man. We'll be back in a second, man. Must was trash. Hey, can you play? Hey, can you play the trailer? Hey, uh, is it downloading or no? The trailer? These niggas probably ain't never hooked a day. And then you just take these people to your own. So there's, I'll put you up on a couple sites. Vimeo, OTT. We're back. Vimeo OTT is good. So if you got a few dollars, you have you know somebody builds you out um, a website, and then Vimeo OTT. Once you do a deal with them, they'll convert it to a, a downloadable app. Okay. That you can find in the app store anywhere you find Facebook and YouTube, you'll be able to find your <coughs> website. Right. And then you can control your fan base. They can go live from your social media. You can go live from your social media. So I can do this show from Instagram my website. Facebook. Right. Wait. Right, whatever. So anytime somebody donates. It's a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Right. That's like what's the comedian who did this? He did something similar. White dude. Uh, it's a few. Uh, who you talking? Red hair. Got the had the little oh, hair. Oh, shirt. Uh, uh, oh, Brian Allen. Louis no. C.K. Louis C.K. Did he do an app or he just did sold his? He got his own website. And he's got a streaming pl his own streaming platform on his own website. Okay. So you buy the shit off his site in order like you ain't got to go through nothing else. You go directly to his site and then you get access to the shit from his site. So he was all self-contained. Right, right, no right. YouTube, no Vimeo, no none of that. It's That's all the on way. his site. And he sold a million downloads of that album, didn't he? That I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy number. Wow. Man, so numbers. Amarion girl, April, she bad. Uh, what's her last name? April what? The little young chick. She bad. The one he got two babies with. April Jones. April Jones. So you uh, did you see the article recently that that they put out that she made a few statements? So you remember when Amarion had his own reality show? She was saying that the only reason that he put out a reality show was to prove to people that he wasn't gay. That was the that was the full that was she's saying that that's the only reason they did the show because it was gay rumors about him because of the whole 
uh, Chris Stokes thing and the other dude came coming out. You pointed at me, eh? I'm like, you know, you was at the after party. You saw it. Duffy has been in all the studios. I know they didn't try to buy a baby. So she was saying that the way that that they painted her on the show, you know, wasn't correct, and she went on to say that Amarion. Uh, you know, basically that she's a good woman because when she met him, he wasn't doing too good. And because of her love, she uh, she basically coached him back into the right mind state so he could start to be successful again. You know what I'm saying? So my thoughts is, are is, is she overstepping her boundaries yeah. by trying to yeah. take credibility for Amarion's return to success? Right. What she got going on that we can look at and be like, oh, you were successful in that, so we can listen to you. She got any kind of credits we can believe other than being Omarion's ex bitch? I think Dre just started smashing her. Yeah. Or Dr. Dre. Dre, Dre like, did. I think Dre. Dre. Look, man. <laughs> I, have y'all seen Omarion's billboards for his new album? No. I've seen them, and this one of them, like, he, it's, I guess it's called Connection, some shit. He looking off into the heavens. Yeah. This nigga's been on that spiritual shit. You know what I mean? I done yeah. seen him on interviews with Sid Guru and all this shit. Oh, okay. So Sid it's Guru, like, that's my nigga. Yeah, I love Sid Guru. He's like, isn't it? A lot isn't of them is, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, so he's been on his spiritual tip. So, you know, for her to come in, like, bitch, you ain't Jesus. Like that, that 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 ain't right, man. Let the man have his success trying to come in, trying to clout chase off some ex nigga that don't even fuck with you no more. Ain't that the wave now though, the clout chasing? Uh, good point. Somebody yeah. bubbling and then they want to attach their name to it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. She's doing what she's supposed to do. Cause that's trash. She's like, supposed to do that. Yeah, she not supposed. Cause you know right. what? That's just a hurt feeling too. It ain't like that's something that's like quantifiable. You can't really, you know what I'm saying? How can you like measure that? That okay. This amount of love I gave this nigga, I gave this nigga twenty percent love here. Then I gave him thirty more. But you can't fucking quantify that. So it's like <laughs> she's just talking out of emotion, and we will never know. So yeah, she she doing too much. Isn't it gay to try to prove you're not gay? Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, oh yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. And I don't yeah. think Amarion is gay at all. Yeah. I, I don't get that from him I've at all. I've never seen him do no game. <laughs> Chuck the game by game. I don't get gay from Amari. I don't. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a fan of his talent, but anytime another man or any any entity could get you outside of who you are to yeah, prove to them, yeah. you that you you acting like a bitch. Yeah, you got a question. That. I mean, especially when you're at this level. Right. You know, when you're at this level, you're not supposed to. When we What, what we do now... We can't try to defend everything someone's got an issue with right. because you you'll be out your game and you'll be trying to you spend half your day trying to defend you know right and it's a prime example I, I I was talking to one of my boys the other day right and I was like man I just get you know oh one of my boys is connected in a way with to LeBron and I'd be like man why don't LeBron be going back at these motherfuckers you know what I mean he's like man he ain't worried about that. He's like LeBron getting his body ready after every game. You know, yeah. he ain't got time to be like Gus. We were like, oh, this bitch don't like me. Bitch, fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's just so you're right, man. You can't, you can't defend world. everything. It's a goofy world. Yeah. Man. This world, that's why I avoided it for so long, man. I was talking to Craig during the break. You avoided the world? I avoided this whole goofy world of uh, internet entertainment. I had right. no, I didn't yeah. have a cell phone. I didn't have no social media. I was away from it for like two years because it's such a goofy world, but. I'm appreciative. I'm, I'm I'm glad I got back on because to build your brand, you do need it now yeah. to a certain degree. But it's just, I never wanted to do it. Too many people got an opinion. Too many people got a voice. You like, gotta who cares what this bitch say? You gotta watch who you try to prove yourself to. You can't prove to Amarion. You can't prove to somebody that you're not gay. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, even if you fuck Leslie Jones in front of a nigga to prove, like, I'm fucking the ugliest bitch that I could possibly <laughs> find. If I didn't want pussy, I wouldn't be in this pussy. You can't prove it. Uh, Leslie Jones like Pat Ewing's son. <laughs> 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 That's all you can't. <laughs> she was <don't> like. <laughs> You know how many letters I wrote to Saturday Night, uh, Saturday Night Live about, man, y'all better star her and more, yeah, more she, shit, you know what I'm saying? She funny yeah, as it might look like. And she look like Brandon's twin. Uh, <laughs> 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 tell him, tell him. The last time, the last. I, 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 literally don't care how what a man thinks I look like. Talk about it. Your bitch love me. Hey, let me ask you, Brandon. Okay, if you're a Mario, if you're a Mario, not Brandon, how do you prove to somebody that you're not gay? You don't. You don't even let it affect you. Yeah. Why would I? I mean, you're a Mario. You know what but, I'm saying? That's yeah. Like, that's a good you're not point. you're not a, you're not a, a, a regular average dude where a lot of people think like, oh, they're talking about me. I need to go prove this. Nah, you just keep it moving, bro. Omarion not gonna prove nothing to nobody. Boy, but he did a whole he did a whole did reality yeah. season, two seasons of a reality show to dispel those rumors. How do we know that's what she's saying? That's what she said. Because she did get paid handsomely to do these yeah, things. Right. Right. So, yeah. I'm she's pretty sure that, that, that check has something to do is with it. Is there a better way he could approve? That's a better question. Those, is there a better way? Give me something tangible, an actual thing that he could have did that would have been better than the reality no, show. To, to do what? To show that he wasn't gay. <laughs> No, nigga. It's yeah. nothing, nothing. It's nothing you can do. If someone thinks you're gay, it's nothing you're gonna do that's gonna yeah. make me not think you're gay. I already yeah. thought you was gay before you did that. So shit. the reality so. show was the best thing he could have did. I don't think that's why he did it. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, that... I think he wanted a check, nigga. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she just. I think she just saw it. Yeah, this to nigga get drawing a picture. Yeah, he, 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 he got paid. Remember, he got paid for the shit. He got paid good. So it was like, why not, nigga? All right, fine. Y'all niggas follow me around and then pay me while while y'all follow me around. That's fine. I do the shit. It was better than Look, the music. This All is her shit. quote. His management thought it would be good for him to do a show, uh, and thought it would good for, for, be good for him to do a show uh, to show that he wasn't gay to dispel the gay rumors. But here's the problem, though. Mm. Why is it a problem now? Why well, she just not saying? Something? I mean, what I'm saying is, I don't believe he is. I don't. But I'm saying everybody pushing that narrative anyway. Now, you know what I mean? Oh, it seems yeah. like it's winning for the dudes is an issue, but. They letting the women just come out and do whatever, and I don't know. Right, oh, right. Yeah, it's a double standard. I don't, I don't know. Think, I mean, what I happened to people? What happened to people just continuing to create and letting what they create outweigh Be, the rumors? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You think about remember when everybody had all this commentary about Drake and the baby mama and all this other shit. This nigga just kept putting out albums. But look at, out, look at Omarion's position. He's in a group where supposedly the manager fucked everybody but him. True. So if, imagine, imagine you've been hanging with these yeah. five niggas and, and one nigga's fucking all them niggas except you. How do yeah. you explain them? Like, these my partners and shit. Yeah. I mean, he's fucking them niggas, but he ain't fucking he ain't me. me. I'd have put out a solo project <laughs> and I'd have distanced myself from all your project. <laughs> nigga, what you mean? <laughs> You the project, talking, oh, I ain't gay, nigga. Ain't nobody buying that yeah, shit. Nigga. So the nigga does a motherfucking uh, reality show, and that's supposed to be. At least you gonna get paid. You gonna get paid. It's up front. Maybe you should have did the reality show and put out. Put out, out and get no money. 
or go go no, get, I go somewhere. I feel like he should get get back. Back. You do the reality show, which most people do. You do the reality show and start pushing your solo project. So let's say the first one flopped, then do another one. Keep creating, nigga. Yeah. Hey, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Omarion was in the Timmy Bop group, nigga. This ain't, it's not as if he was in some real, like real ass, these was Timmy boppers. So a, re, a reality show is going to get him more exposure and get him more relevant to anything that he can make. Look, soldier. he got an album out right now, you didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that nigga should have put an album out there. <laughs> he got to drop consistently, dog. I don't know. Maybe the nigga should kill himself. I don't Why know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's take it to the extreme. Why not just say I'm not? Why not just say I'm not gay? Put the hammer in your mouth. Yeah. Why not just say I'm not gay? Why not just fuck a bitch on because you don't have to respond? But yeah, and also you don't have to respond to every rumor. Yeah, that's big. That's you don't have to respond to every. I think that's kind of impossible for him to do though. They would kill. You know the situation. Being with Chris Stokes. Yeah, I'm saying they're gonna. They would kill him if he came out and said I'm not gay. Like you, you can't you just. It's, it's PC. It's not PC to do some shit like that. Right. When um, what's the the one guy who didn't want the the transgender Gen- genuine to, to, genuine uh, genuine didn't want another man to kill or to kiss him, and they they killed him for it. Right, nigga, I, I don't like men, so I don't want. The, I don't give a fuck what he says. He is he. He's right. a man to me. I don't want them to kiss me. I'm because, sorry. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's real talk. No, well, I think I think. But you know what happens then? That's when that. That's when to me. That's when you as a person. You just got to draw the line if you're going to be a man about this this business mm-hmm. and and not have anybody label you or dictate how your thinking is going to be. Mm-hmm. Because when Genuine did that, they tried to attack him. Like, why you have an issue with Like, yo, I'm not down with that shit. Mm-hmm. I ain't got no problem with what you do, but that's not me. Mm-hmm. So, like this brother here, um, instead of him trying to prove that he ain't, just like Greg said, I would just say, yo, man, I'm not, I don't roll like that. You know what I mean? That's not my style. Do the show, like you said, for the cash. But don't make but don't make that the narrative to prove a point. Cause then when you're trying to prove a point, it's like if you keep trying to prove something, people are gonna say that's how you really are. So instead of just saying, yo man, I ain't like that, let's do this, let's do this reality show. He's speaking like like her, like what she said is facts. Like we don't. Yeah, right. We, we wasn't even there. I don't believe this motherfucker. I don't believe her. Right. Why we even? Why we keep talking about that shit? Yeah. Right. I don't believe what she talking about. Especially yeah. now that she done moved on. Yeah. You know what I mean, because and, now, and, and like, she probably was bitter and mad. Some, right. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> but well, she's trying to change the narrative, narrative on some shit. That's why I say when people speak in a suggestive way about you, it's always something behind it. It's always it's all it's always something to it. So her thing was, remember, she stopped fucking with Amarion and started fucking with Lil Fizz, another nigga in the group. So there's a oh that's the one that did oh that's why they killed that tour right. Cause old boy messed it up. Oh okay. So there's a narrative about her that she's disloyal. But so then why would you believe her anyway? Right, so what I'm saying is, it's always, it's, it's always, yeah. <laughs> well, the only reason that you would believe her is if you wasn't a fan of his. Right, right. So if right. you're hating on him, then you're gonna believe her. Right, but, right, right. See, to me, I, and that's a great. I, I forgot that's what it was. If a broad does that, come on, man, what's she's her narrative? She's liable to do anything. Yeah, right. she like make up this bullshit she's talking yeah, about right now. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But exactly. I don't start but, getting the streets on this bitch, man. I, I get tired of these people getting all these platforms, man. Send somebody to that bitch house. Come on, If I'm famous, okay, let's be 100. If I'm famous, if I'm famous and I'm popping and there's somebody out there talking shit, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to send some people to come see you. Yeah. I, come on out, Charlie. You know this Charlie would not be popping for long free. Everybody be popping. 
with y'all. Everybody, you want to be free, what you doing in here? Everybody in this room know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you connect, you at a high level, you know some people. Like, I ain't, go, I ain't no gangster. I ain't no thug. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm a regular blue-collar square nigga, but I got family members that's out of their mind. Yeah. Right. And they're watching everything I do. Like, what did that nigga say? Straight what up. I can't even. Man, the last time I was. But you got more to lose. See, here's the problem. You have more to lose or we have more to lose than to keep going back and try to defend something or make it a, a you know a situation situation where it gets you know physical or someone gets hurt. Right. So you you better off I'm just like saying, it ain't about being hurt. I'm just saying if somebody consistently speaking on my ma my name and the it's same affecting person, my bag, the right. same person. I, 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 I got people you that will call me and say, "Do you want me to go see this person?" Straight out. You know what I'm saying? And then I may or may not say you yes. You say, "Well, nigga, I ain't tell you to." I say, I'm, I'm, I'm not telling you not to. I'm not gonna <laughs> say. You know what I'm saying? Just, I got them calls. A got them calls a couple times, times. Yeah. like just pistol whip the bitch, don't kill her. But that's like, when you're in that light, like niggas in that type of light, bro, you gotta, it's the way they handle it, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And this is what I'm saying, and this is why I always like second guess when people don't do this, because it's, it's Hollywood and it's entertainment, and niggas got lawyers on retainer all day. Right. You can easily sue somebody for defamation of character, <laughs> easily, and that's, that's really your get out of, I think like, that's your get out of jail. Because if a motherfucker lying on you and is fucking up your bag, Making up your money. you can sue for that. You right. can't sue that person, especially if they lying. Now, if they have proof and they can prove that shit, you might not want to sue because you're going to lose and your career is done. You know what I'm saying? Well, so maybe, or, you know what I'm saying? So, so it's like, if it's really fucking with him like that, maybe you should sue. Maybe I think there'd be a lot of people around that really don't know what's going on. And that's what this situation Nigga, is. Nigga, half the motherfuckers don't know what's going on. You know, on. like, you <laughs> I mean, know, really? just because just a nigga, just because that's his bra don't mean she know what the fuck yeah, is happening. You're right. How much do your bra really know? Think about that. Yeah. Man. That's real tough. That bitch out of pocket, though. She's completely out yeah, of pocket. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the main thing. That's what pissed me off. Pissed me off is that She's out of pocket, and no one's calling her to the carpet. Right. He's got to defend himself. So she's getting a pass because she's abroad, and she done moved on to other things, but he's got to sit here and sit back and defend everything that she's been putting out there in terms of whether it's true or not. Right. That's my only issue I have with that shit, man. Yeah, man. A lot of times, man, when you're a star like Amarion, you create, people start feeding off your light. And basically what's happening what's happening is people are feeding off their light and I guess they're starting to see a light in themselves. So now she she wants to be in the forefront. She wants to be a star. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what Amarion gotta learn to deal with, man. That's why when I when I when I get married, man, I'm I'm gonna fly to fucking I'm gonna go somewhere where I gotta get abroad, and I'm, I'm the one that's gotta teach her English. Abu you know what I'm <laughs> I want to teach her Arabic. She don't know shit about shit, man. Well, let me tell you, that ain't gonna happen right now, no more, brother. Not in this world we live in, man. Anywhere you go, anywhere you go, they got a motherfucker. Dominican Republic, they got Beyonce sleeping in, in garbage yeah. cans, nigga. It bad. Oh, oh, My cousin Lunch, that was here a few weeks ago. He got two kids in the Dominican Republic. Man. He met the bra. He met you know two prostitutes, obviously, and right. the, one of the bitches asked him for child support. You know how much she asked for? Twenty dollars a month, nigga. You know, still didn't, nigga still didn't want to pay. He still didn't want to pay. Hey, he gave her forty, and he's a god when he go back to the village. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Damn. That's a lie. But that's true, man. 
that's real talk. You know, it's you know, but I get it. Sometimes you gotta fuck with somebody whose expectations um, you can manage, if that makes sense. Yeah. I know. That's his fault. Amarion, I'm rooting for you, man. I'm I'm, I'm mad she turned on you like that. Keep doing your thing. Get rid of the baby hair, though, nigga. You're 36. Straight up. (laughs) Get some people in your corner that can go see her, Amarion. Straight up. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I like yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I like make announcement. I have nothing to do with what this nigga's talking about. She come up missing. I ain't saying saying do nothing physical, but you know what a knock on the door can do? Yeah, nigga, scared the shit out of you, nigga. She lucky she in America. She lucky she in America. I just read an article about this Turkish dude who was who basically was accused of going on a vacation with his wife. She was seven months pregnant. And uh, and and pushed her off a cliff when they were sightseeing for the uh, for, for the insurance money. Fifty-seven thousand American and a four hundred four hundred k Turkish money. You know what I'm saying? Um, man, this nigga's crazy. The insurance companies are uh, basically decided not to give him the money, and the and the reason that they're not giving him the money, they say that uh, they say that he didn't show any emotion when they interviewed him. So they basically decided since he wasn't distraught enough that this was fraud. So he re- recently got arrested for murder. Um, April, you gotta be. You should be lucky you're not Turkish. Uh, you can you can go to jail because you're not. You don't feel sorry enough for someone dying. That's enough to investigate you. I mean, well, he didn't get the money in, off of that in, in Turkey. I guess you know. That's some bullshit. What if I don't like that bitch? <laughs> My thing is this: just because you're not emotional, it, just because you're not emotional about some shit, don't mean yeah. you're not invested in it. Him not showing emotion made them investigate. Does showing emotion yeah, mean right. you're more invested? Like if you're being angry, ah, fuck! Like you know, just does being angry mean you're more invested into no, some no, shit? No, either the, either that or acting. No one can die, and you can't have like no emotion though, like. Yo, a close one, no emotion. You I, never met to a Sometimes people are just zero. No, no some people. Sometimes people, the people are just wrong. All the time, bro. It happens all the it's time. People be numb. But what? Ask you this: yeah. when they cancel cross country at your high school, <laughs> 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 well, them African niggas love to run twenty miles. Like, they yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of here. They no, it. Was you emotional when they canceled cross country? I just that's fucked up, man. Hey, but like some people, <laughs> <laughs> some people just be numb, though. You know, like some people just be numb when people right. die. You know what I mean? And on top of that, we all been to that funeral with that one cousin that fall out and jump in the casket. We know they lying, right? You lie your motherfucking ass off. You look, you you ain't seen that nigga in nineteen years. You hit that nigga with a fresh fuck you an hour before he died. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Really? I mean, hey, I would think if he would, I would think if he cried too much, that's why I wouldn't give him the money. He was overacting. Shit, if a nigga, you know what I mean? If he crying and falling all up, like, nah, nigga, you killed it. So is it fake to show emotion for gain if you don't feel that way? Yeah. So for so for the bag, should he be my way? Well, yeah, he should have because if, if, if the goal was for the insurance money, you got to be in character the whole way. Then you can't right. just. Killer and be like, all right, like the job's done. The job's right. done until you get the money. What if the nigga been? <laughs> right, right. What right, if the right, nigga right. affected? Right, he affected. Right, and nigga ain't said nothing. He just come and you know what I'm saying. One day that nigga just let out a scream like, ah! yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, but no, he might be holding that shit in. Wait a minute, wh- how about this? What if the nigga didn't do it? That's what See, I'm saying. We we don't threw the nigga under the. What right. if he ain't do? Right, right, right. He might be known to be like, damn, somebody killed my wife, and these motherfuckers think I did it. Of course he did. <laughs> so, but, but I'm saying, how do we know he did it? 
Galaxy. We don't know. Bitch could have saw some fucking coyote or something, Right, right, right. So how do you show emotion and still be taken seriously as a man? Because if if you're a man and you show too much emotion, niggas will stop taking you serious. So you got, I guess you got to talk it. Oh, I don't believe this shit, nigga. I don't right. believe this you, shit. You could do it as a dude. <laughs> it's just acting. Yeah, I don't believe this shit. Show me you, a, you, know, you could do it as a dude because, look, if a person went through something, somebody's wife died, and the, per, and the man is crying, any nigga sitting around saying, why that nigga crying because his wife died? It's a fuck nigga. Yeah, fuck right. his opinion. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, cause you, you, you can show it because... And I mean, you can't, you cannot not do something because of the worst, lowest level degenerate motherfucker, self-hating person on earth don't like it. So what are different ways an emotional man could show emotion, but still be taken seriously? Look at the Jordan crying face. Oh, come on. That, that was emotional. <laughs> but I, mean, I stopped fucking with Jordan because of that. Like, you know, like, they can't ever cry. I, this is how I feel. If a man cries and he's trying to talk through the fucking cry, he has a fucking problem. You got to let... I can't understand what the fuck you saying. If you got, <laughs> why the fuck you trying to talk through a cry? You a selfish fuck because I can't understand what you're saying. You selfish as fuck if you try to expect me to understand what the fuck you saying while you crying and talking. To me, that that's a cap nigga. You selfish. You on some whole shit. If you try to talk, if you try to talk through some tears, shut your whole ass up and let the moment pass. And then talk. So I think a nigga, a nigga is emotionally unstable if he talks to his tears and expects us to understand. Nigga, you've never cried and talked. No, he was a motherfucking no. liar. <laughs> no, I know. Motherfucking liar. I cry, I cry, but I, this is me right here. I catch a moment. And then I'm back to it. This is a cap nigga right here. You a cap nigga. So Charlie, so when you was a kid and you got a beating, and we all did, we all talked. As a kid, talking about as a man. Never, he said never. Okay, as a kid, yes. Okay, okay. I just want to know. I mean, you ain't ever trying to talk your way through a cry. Listen, I was at a funeral. My grandmother passed. <laughs> my uncle took the stand. My uncle got up there, and this nigga cried for five minutes Come while he on. talked. And I'm in the audience cracking and up. That laughing. was his mom. <laughs> <laughs> that was his mom. It was his mother-in-law. And I'm in. I'm looking at the audience like, will y'all get this nigga? Try to just hey, oh, man. People yeah. would be funny. Funny the moment. Yeah. This nigga's like, and then she to say like, man, sit your whole ass down. <laughs> we don't understand what the fuck you said. I mean, that's just me. I feel like a nigga is cap. If you talk to him, you should have let that talk for him. He, 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 he shut this. his whole ass up, <laughs> let the moment pass, and then talk. As far as I'm concerned, hey, nigga was on some whole shit. But rule, I think rule, when you put rules on shit, that's a justification not to give a fuck. I think it's more gangster just not to give a fuck. But if I got to put a bullshit rule there and say, hey, well, you can't talk or um, how long did you know her? You only know her six months. And you, you know, there, it shouldn't be no rules, nigga. A real nigga will express himself regardless of what the fuck other niggas think. But maybe he wasn't feeling no emotion because he was getting interrogated. You know what I mean? Like right. maybe he was like, maybe he's feeling what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, damn, my motherfucking wife dead. You niggas asked me if I killed her. Right. So, I mean, you ain't going to cry during that. And right. you ain't going to show no emotion. If anything, you'll be like, you know, scared. I don't know what the fuck, whatever it is. There's but, only one type of way a man could cry, nigga. 
It's nigga straight face with the tear. You gotta have one tear. The Denzel Washington tear. The Denzel Washington tear. Are you gonna hit this? You can you can hit the. You know what I'm saying? Hide your face, cry. I can deal with that. But when you. I'm laughing at you. I'm I'm a lad. I'm a I'm a I'm a while talking, though. Yes, my, my uncle died. I'm calling my dad to tell him that his cousin's dead. I'm not, I remember daddy, I remember did your good. I couldn't say, I couldn't say shit. I couldn't say shit. So you would have laughed at that So you would have yeah. laughed. <laughs> 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 and if I was next to you, I would have said, shut the fuck up, <laughs> let the moment pass, and then talk. <laughs> we we have to fight, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> we would have to fight on that one. <laughs> Wait, what? Hey, 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 no, wipe the tears away, nigga. So quick. Pull up. Daddy. Daddy. Talk about what the fuck you crying for, nigga. I've been shot. Goddamn, Charlie. I can't cry. Goddamn. The motherfucker went that way. This nigga cried talking. Fuck that. He a bitch. Andy Spencer. Nigga shot me in the back of my neck. Nigga, I can't cry talking. Andy Spencer, too. You cry talking, and you snitching, you kill yourself, nigga. Charlie was full of his apparel. This nigga's a bitch. Uh, you a paramedic, Charlie. You cannot call this nigga a bitch. I've been shot nine times, nigga. Shut your bitch ass up. But you cry talking, nigga. Charlie crazy. I can't deal. My dad was on our head when we were crying. He was like, wipe them goddamn tears, nigga. You crying? You better not cry talk, nigga. Hey, you know the part that make me laugh? Is that post cry breath? Like, <sighs> oh, yeah. When I hear that shit, Man. nigga, you, you, you was hurt, wasn't you? <laughs> it ain't nothing worse than getting whooped and then being forced to not cry after getting whooped. And then you gotta go outside after that to your friends. Real quick, I want my bad. Uh, Danny, you said you're from Philly. Yeah, what's Philly? Man, I want I want to ask you something, man, because uh, with the fighting background, uh, definitely got that. So, Larry Holmes, Larry Holmes, Jack Dempsey, Jack Marciano, Marciano, Joe Frazier, Frazier. No, no, it's Joe, it's Joe Lewis. Which one? What's Joe Frazier? Joe Philly. Frazier and Bernard Hopkins. Who had the Who had the better career and who's the better fighter? Out of all of those, yeah. Okay, I I I'll break it down. Rocky Marciano. I can't say he wasn't a great fighter, but I got to say when he fought. So he fought in the fifties and sixties, really in fifties, where as a black man, you really probably you know being controlled by the mob. You you know private dudes that he could have that could have beat him. That was probably told you better not beat him. Mm. You know what I mean? Any Italian boy. So and and if you know anything about boxing, a lot of Italians are big in boxing. Oh yeah. So, but but Rocky Marciano, I got I give him juice because he didn't want to fight Joe Lewis and he didn't want to fight uh, Jersey uh, uh, Wilcox. Yeah. He didn't want to fight him. You know? Yeah. Because there was Joe, a, man. but Joe Lewis was like his idol, so he didn't want to fight him. But you know that. Frazier had a hell of a career. Uh, undersized heavyweight. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Not right. So not really tall, but he had a Philly. You know, from from Carol from the Carolinas, with a, came up to Philly with that mentality, a mean mentality. You know. Whoa. Then you got you said uh, Larry Holmes. Okay, now here's the deal. To me, it comes down to Larry Holmes and B Hop. Mm. Now I get Larry Holmes juice because Larry Holmes, who was a you know Ali's former sparring partner, 
was um, really probably the best, if one or two top jabs in the game. Ever. Right? Ever. Would you agree, right? Right. Ever. Right. Yeah, as so, a heavyweight. Right. If, as a heavyweight. But don't forget about that boy, uh, 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 damn, from Detroit, Crunk Jim. Uh, Tommy Hearns? Tommy Hearns. But, 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 but he's talking about heavyweight. He's heavyweight. That's right. Yeah. What we talking about? This Philly. Yeah. No. So, um, the thing with Larry was Larry was a hell of a fighter. He fought wars and won them. When he made the com- but when he made the comment about Rocky Marciano, right after the Spinks before the Spinks fight, and then they robbed him. That's why they robbed him twice. Damn. So you know he he was. 38, 39 and 0 before, yeah. you know, and they then they robbed him twice or yeah. Now, the difference between B-Hop is I give B-Hop a lot of juice because he he had a bad attitude. Like, B-Hop, before he went to prison, had a bad attitude. You know, no, the nigga went to jail for strong-arm robbery. Yeah. Right. Like, he, so he he really was about that life. Like, you know, you be used to be that, yo, man, I was this. Nah, nigga was about that life. Right. And he when he fought us, you know he wasn't. You know he felt like he got robbed one fight, but my boy stopped him. My boy stopped Bernard twice. In the amateurs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Mike Wells. So, Bernard, but what Bernard did as a pro is unprecedented. Right. This he lost dude his first fight. Lost the first yeah. fight. <coughs> I picked him. Then he lost. You gotta remember, he lost to Roy Jones, what and then after mean? that, he didn't lose no more. He, he won he the title. Cal- he lost to Calzaghe. Well, but that's what I'm saying. After after yeah. that, no, I'm saying after that, he won. He defended the title 20 times. Right, right, yeah, he insane. Got out you know what I mean? No, he got shot. I was at that <laughs> fight. No, but that wasn't. No, that wasn't Calzaghi. No, that wasn't Calzaghi. That was that brother out of Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, Joe. No, that was the brother that beat him. No, the white. No, the brother beat him first. Joe Smith or something. No, the brother beat him first. It was a brother that he couldn't be, that beat him first. Jermaine, Jermaine Taylor. Taylor. Right. Because I was at that fight. That was at the Staples Center. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he He's the one that put the first work in. But, you know, when boxing is so, boxing is one of those sports, man, like, people say who I think is the best. So I tell people straight up, top two, Mayweather and Roberto Duran. Wow. Now, Ali That's controversial. Yeah, why, I know. Yeah, why Roberto Duran? A lightweight? No. Do me a favor, bro. Motherfucker Ford. Everybody. Hearns slept. Hagler got slept by Hearns. Nigga, Bad. everybody got slept by Hearns. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but here's the deal. No. But the thing. Listen, listen, man. Listen, man. He didn't quit. He didn't quit because he couldn't fight. He quit. He's like, I'm not chasing this nigga around all day. Oh no! No, I'm not agreeing. No, look it up. That's what he said. No, no, thank you, thank you, No, listen, I'm saying. He said that. I'm not. I'm only, only spitting right, facts. Right. I'm not saying I'm not giving you my opinion on it. Yeah, he said that. You ain't supposed to quit. But if you're if you're labeling him the two best fighters ever, no. we got to nitpick that. But no, no, and you can't. A guy that quit cannot. Be see, here's why. Best. Here's why. But see, here's why I say it because one of the biggest arguments that everybody have with Mayweather is they like, they try to say he handpicked his his fighters, right? Well, he ain't fought this guy in this prime. First of all, you're never gonna fight certain people in their prime because you're just not raised. You know, you're not born in that time. In the '80s, when it was Barkley and all them dudes, and and Duran and I mean Hagler and all them dudes, Duran fought everybody. Right, bro, go go. I'm a YouTube junkie. Yeah, look at this motherfucker record. Every brother that they thought was the baddest, Duran fought. Right, Tommy lost. Sugar lost. I'm just gonna name them out though. I mean. Win or lose. See, here's the difference, but, but, though. But if I'm just under, trying to understand when when you're saying somebody's. The but best. you're asking me a question, though. Yeah, yeah. You, but you didn't say whether win or lose. You just said fair, right? That's so because Ali lost, fair, and I think Ali's one of the greatest. That's right. fair. Okay, so I'm just I'm just naming the niggas he fought: Hagler, Barkley, 
Tommy, Sugar. Um, you fight Benitez? Yes. He fought, he fought Benitez. Benitez beat him. What about the Beast Mugabe? Benitez was a monster. Now, the Mugabe? Beast Mugabe was fire. But this is why. This is why. I seen go toe to toe with Hagler. But Greg said, toe to toe. But this is what I'm going to say. This is why the guy you just said, talked about earlier, which was Hagler, is so great. Because Mugabe was knocking out everybody. No, no, but he went no, toe to toe with the nigga. Like, that's what I'm saying. Hagler went. Marvin Hagler was a specimen. He fought. His losses were like Willie Monroe back in the day from right. Philly. So a lot of what people really fail to realize is Philly fighters. The reason that we really people consider us tough is because our our gym fights were always tougher than the fights. Right. Because you got the street. You got the streets going against the streets. You, you got, got North Philly going, going west. You forgetting about you two. being from Philly, man. Okay, and you mentioned. You said it was okay that Duran got tired of chasing. Hag her, I mean, Hagler chased Sugar Ray Leonard around for 12 rounds. He didn't quit. The nigga went to, what no. you talking about? That nigga moved to Italy. Yeah, that nigga quit. I mean, I mean, in the middle of the fight. <laughs> no, 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 you're right. Yeah, in the middle. But you, let me, but you know what? Let me see. That's a, that's, that's a good point. But let me say you about that fight. And I know Ray. I know Ray personally. I know Ray Leonard. But Ray knew he couldn't be Hagler straight up. He just knew that that was not going to be a war. He was going to win. Is that why he waited six years after to fight him? Well, the, well people got to no. We're because saying, he, we're because saying, he ducked. He ducked right. Marvin Hagler. But but you remember this though. He had a detached retina. Hagler and then somebody else. The, the well, Tommy he ducked though. Marvin What's Hagler. No, he ducked him. He no, he ducked. You know who he really ducked? You know who he ducked? If anybody ducked was Aaron Pryor. If anybody ducked, sure ducked Pryor. Pryor wanted him. Since the amateur day, correct, right. because of what happened, him not getting on the Olympic team, right, right. But he so, definitely waited for the Hagler fight. He waited, yeah. waited, but, waited, but, waited, but, waited but again, but again, yeah, but again, he waited, waited, but, tired. But again, if you look, four, yeah, but you got to remember though, he had a detached. Ray had a detached retina, yeah, so Ray had to pick fights. Yeah, now the thing Fair. about Hagler was, you got to ask yourself. Okay, put it this way: when Ray Leonard fought Tommy Hearns the second time, Tommy knocked him down twice. And still they called it a draw. Right. Because they did not want Ray to lose. Right. Because he was And there's no knock on Ray. No, because Ray's the man. Ray is the Ray is the 76 gold medal, seven up, lovable guy. So since you know Ray, right? Since you know Ray. Exactly. Would Ray admit that he was behind a lot of fixed fights that catered to No, I'm gonna tell you what this this is what Ray Leonard did tell me. He said, and what the and I'm gonna say this publicly because No, but this is real. Two things Ray told me, which I was surprised about. I was in a celebrity golf tournament with Ray. So we rode together the whole day. Mm -hmm. First thing was, I'll tell you about is, he said when he lost. He said every fight he lost, he knew he was going to lose before he got in the ring. Right. Yeah. And no fighter says that unless they know it. Right. I, I never went to amateur like, I'm going to lose this nigga. He right. said that about the first fight with the ring. You know what I mean? No. He, no. he knew. Because you know. Sometimes you know. But he knew. When he lost the... Uh, Kevin Howard. No. Remember, if you know, remember, Kevin Howard was like a journeyman. Right. You know what I mean? So the he white knew. Boy? No, brother. Kevin Howard. No, he was a, he was a good the bad boy. The white boy was a middleweight he lost to, right? No, the white boy that lost to was. Donnie Falon? No, he beat Donnie Lanon. He beat him. He knocked him out. The boy from Canada. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay, so, but then you take. He something else he told me. He said, he said, Dannon, we was riding. I said, what do you think about Mayweather Pacquiao? Now, everybody knows everybody was picking Pacquiao, right? Right. Even him. Yeah, but when we, but when, no, no, no. Listen, listen, listen to what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Was. We wasn't. We wasn't, but the mainstream was. But he told me, but Ray told me, he said, I don't know why Mayweather don't take the fight because he can beat him. And what people don't understand about Mayweather, see, I met Mayweather. 
This nigga. Why? You think Tiger Woods focus? Yeah, no, see, no, Mayweather wild. But see, it's a difference when you focus. See, he don't drink. He don't smoke. We talk all the shit about what he do. Tell you when I met him. Coming home from a club in L.A. Met a chick, right? Uh, had this chick with me, so she's coming back to the crib. 1.30 in the morning. But smack time. Smack time. My boy James Arsenal calls me. He says, Dan, what you doing? So I'm like, I'm like yo, I just got this bra. I just got to the crib. 1.30 in the morning. He said, you want to watch me weather train? I'm like, like when? Like now. I'm like, where you at? Oh, he around the corner at, around the corner from your house at 10 Goose Boxing. Nigga put in a full training. This is before the, before the Canelo fight. 1.30, 2.30 in the morning, bro. Bugatti's, everything. The street is one of the darkest streets in Van Nuys because it's like one of them back, you know. Bruh, every kind of car, every, you put a full workout in. Yeah. So Mayweather's the kind of dude that he'll go out and party and then call his boys up. No, they could leave a call and say, yo, 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 we be at the gym. Because I got one partner that told me, this dude, his one boy, has to be on call. It's no, it's none of that. Your phone ring, oh, nigga, I'll be, niggas like, meet me at the gym. 2.30 in the morning, you got to be at the gym. Yeah. So that's a laser focus that people don't understand. Wow. He, your daddy was a top fighter. Right. Your uncle was, both your uncles were top fighters, Jeff and yeah, Roger. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff. Shout so, out to Jeff, man. Yes. And sh I shout can't out to, wait till you come down, man. And shout we'll out to uh, uh, Roger, man. My God Roger. bless the soul. Yeah, rest in peace. One of my Bro, favorite. Bro, you can't. When you have that type of when you have that type of mentality and blood, and then your daddy got you hitting the speed bag at two, you go you ain't nothing. You cannot be beat. All right, the next next part. Would Floyd? How would he do in that era with Benitez, Roberto Duran? See, I, the, the guy that I think he that could, I think the dude that would beat him. Look, I, now first of all, let me tell you this. I think her. Let me tell you this. This is what people I don't, don't think. Don't, he, I, this is what a lot of people don't realize. In this era, there was only two fighters I thought that could ever beat him. Paul Williams? Nope. Now, goddamn. Damn you. Damn you. That was a good one. But Paul got hurt. Yeah, no, Paul was nothing. It wasn't really about Paul. He was busy. Okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me answer that. But that's a hell of a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the reason only reason but Paul, you know, Paul was so busy. Right. But there was two fighters, and I told people I tell people this all the time. There's only two guys I think that can really beat Mayweather, straight up. I met one last week. First one, Shane Mosley, who I know. In what year? Talking about 98, 99, yeah. Shane. Bro. Shane. Yeah, because Shane was a power puncher. No, bro. Right. Shane, let me, let, hear me out. Go ahead, go ahead. No, bro. Any, he lost to Vernon Forrest and not going to stop. Bro, wait a minute. Let me tell you why you're wrong. Because Vernon Forrest lost to the fucking crazy ass Hispanic dude. Yes, that everybody was. So, see, you, and fights make stop. I don't see Yeah, smoke a cigarette. That nigga smoke a cigarette with boxing Now, you don't My elder was entertained. Right. Now, you want to know who the other fighter is? Oh, I'm interested. Casazoo? Definitely no Casazoo. Mm -mm. De La Hoya? The boy out of New York. Zab? Zab, Zab Judah. Zab? He's the only one that had And I'm going to tell you why. He had it. He's I'm going to tell you why. everything Floyd had, but he just didn't and have power. that. And power. Right. He had everything See, but Floyd no, had. You know why? You know why? Because Zab is a, to me, was a six-round fighter. Because with the six rounds, this nigga's power was killer. just as good. Yes, yeah, killer. Yeah, he's killer. But Mayweather, what people fail to realize is, he has such a defense mechanism when he fights. It's right. hard to get through that. Now, you said the errors back then. I'm going to tell you why I felt Sugar would have been able to beat him. Because a fighter, when you can fight in the cut, see, right. most people can't fight in the cut. Most people got to fight moving around. But when you can sit there and, like, you, you, see, how, you see how Ray, um, Ray was throwing uh, combinations on Tommy when he, when he had Tommy hurt? Like, he, yeah, 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 yeah. When you can fight in the cut, 
That's hard to defend. But he lost. Didn't he lose the Winky also? Who? Did, did, did Shane lose the Winky? Shane was yeah. 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 He lost the, the Winky, Winky twice. Vernon Forrest, and we're talking about he could be Shane could be able to I don't. I don't see it. But Flo, I think Winky this, would be flowing too. Though, huh? Who? Winky would be. Winky was a good fighter. Winky, bro. I don't. It's too big. I'm just saying it's too big. Yeah. But you know what? I don't see anybody beating him because he gives you so many different looks. No, you ask me. No, I'm not saying who. I know you. No, I feel you. I. I, I didn't pick. I, I, love I didn't pick another. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I didn't pick. I never picked against Floyd. I would no, never no, I'm lying. You know when I picked against I, Floyd? I, I would never bet against. I did. Diego. God rest his soul. Yep, Chico. but that was my boy. But he, Floyd was the underdog. That no, yeah. let me tell you about that. But let me tell you what happened Chico with that joint. Fire. There was only monster. that was the motherfucker that I said he gonna beat Floyd right. because I knew Chico. But what people didn't know about Chico was he was having a lot of marital problems, yep. right, yep. with his wife. So his head wasn't there. Yep. But let me tell you about that dude, man. I gotta give him a shout out because he was mad cool. RP, man. This motherfucker used to train around at ten. I live around the corner from Ten Goose Boxing, mm -hmm. so that's where I work out at. So. I go in there one day and I used to rock and train all the time. He was always cool. So I went to him one time. I said, yo, Cheek. I said, I said uh, yo, D. I said, can you lend me some money, man? You know, he said, what you need? I said, man, I'm just, I got some money coming in, but it ain't in yet. Yeah. And I was going to lend me money. He said, how much you need? I said, man, can you give me 500? He said, all right, yeah, come to the gym. He said, all right, I got you. The nigga didn't hesitate, nothing. I got you. So I didn't go back to the gym for a couple of days. And then like four days later, my paper came in. So I never, you know, I'm not one of them dudes. I'm not going to double up. I'm like, cool, I got my paper. So I didn't see him. I go to Vegas for a fight, and I'm hanging out in Vegas, and I run into him, and this nigga get mad at me. I was like, "Why the fuck you ain't? Ask, why you ain't coming get the money?" I said, "Yeah, I need it. I don't care." Like he was that kind yeah. of dude. Wow. Like it's so much luck because this yeah. nigga was mad because I didn't come and get the money. Yeah, that's good people. And got killed on a motorcycle accident. Rest in peace. One of my favorite Yeah, that was my man. You said that about Corrales because when you said that point. The whole point about Mayweather. Before Mayweather turned 30, he fought everybody. He did. It wasn't until after he turned you. He, and people, I remember this. When he started when he started picking his fights, all of our favorite fighters were retired at those ages. 33, 34. They were all retired. But you're right. But let me tell you why. What most people don't want to say. Mayweather had bad hands. Right. Yeah. So his, 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 his hands used to, was brittle. He used to he always have... He, was, he, he broke his hands. That's but he fought Sean Bay Mitchell. Him. He fought all these motherfuckers yeah. that... That you know, and when he be like, that's 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 pretty boy Floyd. Yeah, money, money, money. Right, he injured his fight. The first Castillo fight, fought him one headed, and then second fight does. But you ever notice everybody that they said might have beat him, he came back and he fought him again. Those were the only ones he gave. Moraga and Moraga and him. Madonna, Madonna, Madonna. Everybody said that Madonna beat him the first fight. He came back. He did. The ref, no, the referee was bullshit. I like the first one. The second fight. The nigga came back. Madonna had fucking uh, took all the fucking uh, padding out of his gloves. So, so Dan, let me let me, let me ask you this: Got about a commission so, too. I think the only person that could beat Canelo Alvarez is Andre Ward. If Andre were to come back, I think he's the only person that has. Do you think Dre could beat him? Yeah, and I'm gonna say right, this too. Right now, I like. I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell you about Canelo. I'm not gonna make it personal because personally, I like him because last year when we had all that stuff going on with the George Floyd thing, he tweeted. What he said. And he was like, "Yo, this is this is terrible. You know how can you? You know he was Canelo. in support. Yeah. Okay. So I and a lot of people wasn't. You know a lot of celebrities weren't were doing it. Some weren't. So for him to he can't even speak English to be able to tweet and talk about that, I had to give him mad respect for Fair. that. But he lost the first fight to Triple G. Yeah. People don't want to say that. Yeah, he lost but he did. Also. Yes. Yeah. It's Ronnie Lawrence. Yeah. Because let me tell you why. He's for some reason he doesn't have great conditioning. He always gets tired. Now, Danny Jacobs had him beat.
But Jacobs, to me, fought as if he was just happy to finish the fight. You saw the fight, you're, right? You're know saying so. Like he's like instead of just going out there and putting in the work. He, I think he, you know, because I don't like you when you fight a fight at the end at the end of the fight. You fall on the ropes like, oh, what a fight! You know, I don't like that kind of shit that because that, yeah, too. because judges yep. look at that shit. You got to walk around like, yeah, nigga, I got with this motherfucker, and I need them points. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. So Canelo, but but I I think I've always said Canelo is the most protected to me, the most oh, protected yeah. fighter out there. Yeah. Why? Why do you say that? Because he really hasn't. He won't. He hasn't fought the Cello brothers. Right. Dumb dudes. Dumb boys don't play. Gave up a belt. Four franchise championship. Gave up a belt. Right. Yeah. Well, they they. Boo Andrade. Right. They gave him a. They gave him a belt so that they can avoid fighting the Cello brothers. So the, instead of fighting one of them. So you're saying he's ducking them. I'm saying his people are because remember he he signed that big and then he's not with him now, but he signed that big contract with the zone for three hundred sixty five million for ten for twelve fights. So who do we blame? I can't have, I can't have him lose. But do we blame the fighter or the management? You blame the oh, management. You got to blame management. So Canelo, you blame both. Canelo's cleaning. At the, no, at that, no, at that Hell level. Hell no, Canelo at that ain't clean. Because he was correct. chasing Mayweather around when it was when he was trying to get Fighting his shot. The niggas just chasing him yeah, and he not answering. The well, call. the Mayweather fight was the money. You got to remember yeah. the May anybody that fought Mayweather. Anybody that fought Mayweather is still eating. So Mayweather was May, when Mayweather picked you, you was like, "Nigga, I'm losing, but I'm good." But you gotta remember too. He should have put a clause in there, man. You got every other fighter. You gotta at least fight a black fighter. Yeah, because yeah, because he didn't. He didn't let. He did Yeah, he didn't let a lot of brothers make money. Motherfuckers get the belt. They start playing. They start playing hopscotch. But look, two slept on Philly fighters that y'all didn't mention. First of all, Sonny Liston was fifty and four. Okay, so you got to put him. You got to put him in that category. Who's the other one? Jersey Joe Walcock. He's the oldest. Before George Foreman, he was the oldest person to win a heavyweight title. But you know what else? You know what people sleeping on? Who? Medrick Taylor. Medrick Taylor was Medrick fine. Taylor was a shit. And I want you to. And he got cheated against yeah. Chavez. Yeah. yeah. I was at yeah. that yeah. fight. Yeah, he got cheated against Chavez. And Tom I want Rose. you to. And I want y'all to look up this guy because he's in my documentary. You know, Medrick's mentioned in my documentary. Right. Because right. one of my boys in the documentary, middle guy that said I disappointed enough people. Yeah. His record was 113 and 12. Oh wow. But three of his fights, he lost to Medrick. Oh wow. So wow. Medrick kind of. Change the course of his career. If he beats Meltrick, he probably makes one of the Olympic teams or something like that. Right. It's 84. But there's a guy I want you guys to look up one day. Tyrone Everett. Fire. From the 70s. Got killed, though. Mm. Got, got shot. Was 22 and 0. Was a beast. Nickname was the Mean Machine. The main machine. Yeah. So Philly, Philly's always had them fighters. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Philly's always Philly, had the fighters. You know what I mean? fighters, man. Definitely. But because of the streets. Where was James Tony from? Oh, James Detroit. Tony is from Detroit. 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 Oh, yeah. from Grand, Grand Rapids. Rapids. Him and him and Floyd. He from the same place. Grand Floyd from. James Tony is best defense. I think I put him on par with Floyd as yeah. being best two best uh, defensive fighters. Pernell, yeah. James Tony lost some fights late in his career that he didn't get hit. But he went. Well, it looked like he got hit. Yeah, he went the heavyweight. Well, you know what's most impressive win yeah. to me? Yeah. I know. I think you'll say it might not be Samuel Peters. No. Oh, heavyweight. Yeah, that's the most impressive win I've ever seen. What's his most impressive win as a middleweight? His most impressive win as a middleweight. I'm gonna tell you because he beat it was my boy. He beat my boy. Yeah. Nope. I sparred this dude before. He has some good fights at middleweight too. I can't. I mean, he went to he Michael Nunn. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Michael, Michael Nunn was beating his ass yeah. for ten rounds. Yeah. And James kept the pressure coming and caught right. him. Yeah, he I supposed to been at that fight in Davenport, Iowa. Yeah, that, that, James Tony is a monster. I would love to get him on the show. I see him in the. You back. would love him because he's a character. 
I just like he go at everybody. He don't give a fuck. No, you know what? But you know what? You know what? He made everybody know them Tonys got hands. Yeah, everybody know that. I was a little. Everybody know that. I was a little salty when it beat Holyfield because I'm such a big Holyfield fan. I was so Remember the interview when he got the story? Stop running up on me and he slammed the mic out of his hand. I was Jim Man, Tony is. I was in the Jerry's Deli one time with this chick. Lunchtime. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, a motherfucking roll comes flying over to where we sitting. Who the fuck? James threw a motherfucking roll at me. <laughs> like, yo, damn, like, motherfucker, I got a bitch. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Did you hear about the, oh, we got to wrap it up, but there's a, you heard about the Charles Barkley and James Tony story? No, I, I never, never heard that one. Alleged that Chuck was talking shit on James and James, James pulled up on him. And they ain't seen Charles run this fast in his life. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Alleg- this is this is like alleg- alleg- allegedly this happened. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it happened. Let me tell you, James is one of them dudes though. Especially when he was younger, don't you best not be fucking with him. because yeah, his don't. attitude, you know, his attitude was straight. You know, some dudes got that fighting mentality where that's just what they like. Now, like Floyd was the dude. Like people didn't like Floyd say he talked too much shit, but Floyd did all of that just to sell the fight. Because because you've ever noticed. What I liked about Floyd out of all the fighters, after every fight, he always went to the other corner. He always showed love. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it was like, nigga, it ain't personal, nigga. It's business. We're going to get this paper. And, you know, I'm going to beat you, but we're going to go. So, you know, man, shout out to Floyd. Yeah, Floyd, for sure. I met Floyd at Jerry's Deli. I mean, I'm sorry. at uh, Remember when they had that, uh, damn, what's the burger spot that used to be on the corner of Highland and Sunset? Uh, Fat Burger. Oh, Fat Burger, yeah. Yeah, I met him at Fat Burger. I walked in. The door was supposed to be closed. And locked, you know, locked, cause he, I guess he bought the spot out, and I'm, I'm at the counter trying to order, and the cook ain't fucking with me, and I'm like, nigga, what the fuck? I'm in there trying to order, I'm getting mad, and I'm like, you know, looking in the back, like, what's going on? They just ignoring me, and I get a tap on my shoulder, and I turn around, and it's Floyd. He's like, hey man, you're not supposed to be in here. I bought this spot out. I'm like, oh man, my bad. He's like, don't even worry, just order what you want. I already paid for this shit, and then when you finish, just take your food and you can and leave. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh cool. But he came, he came. Himself. I'm surprised you do like I did with my number. He's just like, well, nigga, can I, can I hang with you? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to. Hey, 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 that's what I would have did. Hey, hey, let me, t- hey, let me, hey, Craig, let me show you a story because I got to tell you the story. So, my favorite, my sister's favorite actor is Denzel. So. This is, I don't know if you remember, back in the day at the Laugh Factory, we used to have to wait outside all day just to go on stage for three minutes of time on Tuesday nights. So I'm next door at Greenblatt's, right? So I'm writing. This is the 90s. And who I see? Denzel. I'm like, oh. And I, and I don't get starstruck. You know, I hung with, I hung with a gang of niggas. I don't get, but, and, I, and I also made a promise that I wouldn't do it because that's kind of show you that you knew in the game. So I was like, I am going to get starstruck. But I was like, oh, shit, that's Denzel. Like, fuck this. So I go with Denzel. Hey, Mr. Washington, how you doing, man? I said, uh. He said, yeah. I said, I was wondering if I could get your autograph. He said, well, I'm buying wine right now. I said, you're my sister's favorite actress. Actor. He said, well, I'll, I'll give it to you after I, you know, pay for this wine. So I said, okay. So I go back to my seat. So he's still shopping. Then the motherfucker, I see him get the bottle, get the, he got a case of wine. And then he's walking up the back, you know, the back, the yeah. back, the back way in Green, Greenblatt's. So I, I'm like, damn, this nigga didn't, you know, he, he left. So I run up behind him. He's at his car. And I, I said, Mr. Washington, I thought you I can get an autograph. He said, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. I still got the autograph. So he gave it to him. I said, well, man, what's going on? He said, oh, yeah, I'm just having a little party tonight. <laughs> I said, 
Can I go? He said, "Nigga, you are a comedian." You should have asked. Yeah, you should have asked May. Was it? May should be like, "Yo, May, man, you should have said money, man. I'm trying to, you know, can I come?" He was talking through his tears. I don't want to know why you want to Oh man, smash the like button, man. We're gonna wrap up the show. Dewan, tell them where they can find you, man. Hotelbitch.com. A lot of good shit coming out. Got my new e-reader book coming out. I want y'all to do a breakdown on this little book I just put together. And, uh, yeah, we're going to look out for that. And I got a, a underground comedy show tonight. For you motherfuckers that got the address, y'all know where it's at. Hey, what's up? First of all, thank that you guys. promoted the show then. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the motherfuckers that know what's happening. If y'all decide, yeah. if some, uh, magically. Yo, fuck y'all. <laughs> COVID. It's in my living room and it's 80 yards. Uh, man, you know about it. <laughs> we only let nine niggas in. It's two thousand <laughs> niggas in the chat room. Catch any of you motherfuckers decide. That's dope. Nah. Last time, Dewan held a baby next to his chest and tried to eat. <laughs> Shut up. You sound like a lawnmower, nigga. <laughs> a fucked up lawnmower. I love it. That's why you got salt and pepper shakers in your glove box. <laughs> 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 oh, this, this ain't got no This fries ain't ready, man. You don't sit your orange tang looking ass down, nigga. Orange tang? He said so. And Charlie learns better after a rape. He like, you 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 made me do this to you, look. I'm, I'm gonna be a better person after this. Now what bullet points did you learn from this? He said he does better after a rape. Oh, God. I see, I see footage of Craig hooping a nigga dunk just like Britney Grinder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nigga said learn better after a rape. Tell them where they can find you, Danny. You just told them. No, uh, I just tell them where they can find the documentary. First of all, man, thank you guys so much for having me on your show, man. Sure, it was all good, man. I really had a great time, man. Um. Again, you can find me. Uh, I, I don't tweet yet. I, I guess I got to pick that up soon, but I don't like to tweet. But I'm on Instagram, Dan and Green 66. Um, my documentary, we actually just gave him the go ahead today to go ahead and start promoting it. So we're getting a press release done. But you're going to be able to find the documentary called The Executioners. We all had a chance. It's going to be on uh, 2B TV, Amazon Prime, and Zumo. So that'll probably be happening within the next couple weeks. I'll probably. Tell, uh, I'll probably just send you a text or something, Craig, where you okay. can talk about it. Yep, yeah. Um, and send you guys a poster. But appreciate everybody, all your support, man, over over the years of my career. And, hey, man, right now is the best time for all of us, man. So let's get it. Definitely. Let's get that money, man. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having support me. Support the big homie, yes, man. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. Oh, shit. Uh, J.J.E.B. I'm Take that nigga whole shit, I mean, this nigga is stupid. Right, somebody ain't going to talk about, hey, thanks for, uh, what that nigga name? Uh, the nigga, um, the butler from uh, Fresh Prince, nigga? Who? Jeffrey. Uh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey came through good looking. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas are stupid in the shot. They call Dan and Jeffrey? Yeah. <laughs> they can call me Danny Glover all night, dog. I like to say bye to your fan base, man. Fuck y'all. How about that? All these niggas. I've been, I've been watching you, motherfucker. Yeah, Brother Polite. Yeah, that want to say Danny Glover. Yeah, man. I Thank y'all for showing out on that damn album I came out with, man. I appreciate y'all for fucking with me. You know what I'm saying, Craig? We did some shit Monday. Shout out to my nigga for doing that. You know what I'm saying? That that oh, boosted sales also. Man. You know what I mean? Uh, shout out to the people in fucking Houston, man. 
You know what I'm saying? We got yeah. fans out there, bro. So shout out to y'all for shit, tuning in. Yes, yeah, tuning yeah. in somehow. I don't know how yeah. the fuck y'all yeah. doing it. Stop stealing electricity. <laughs> <laughs> Stop stealing electricity from New Orleans, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Remember all that shit y'all was talking about? Yeah, yeah. Hurricane Katrina yeah. happened, nigga. Yeah, 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 motherfuckers. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Shout out to y'all, man. Hope everything get better out there. I, hope, I heard that the government, like y'all on your own, which is fucked up. You know what I'm saying? But love from Cali, man. It's sunny outside. I know y'all hate that. But, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, uh, man, I got a, uh, uh, actually, sounds.com, I got a pack coming out, you know what I'm saying, I got a little, little issue with them, my sound packs, all you niggas that love my beats, love the drums, niggas like the love the drums, I'm finna have drum packs and sample packs all on my page, you know what I'm saying, that's on sounds.com, I'll let y'all niggas know when it's live, though. 100. I am Charlie Newhart on IG, check me out, I appreciate all of y'all, man, subscribing to my YouTube uh, you can get at my YouTube, Charlie Newhart. Thank you so much, man. Shout out to the hometown. You know, Romulus, Detroit, Inkster, Westland, Ipsy, the whole nine, you man. Look like that hat done been through all them cities. <laughs> 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 oh, <damn. laughs> that nigga, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> that was funny. Little that I got it. Yeah. This is a, it's got my little mileage on <laughs> Brandon finally accepted his American name when they threatened to cut his foot off. <laughs> I gave you a name. <laughs> Fuck y'all niggas, man. Quote no, roots. It. That's the roots. Yeah, man. you know. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all niggas, man. But thanks for everybody and y'all support, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Uh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yo, Chet, 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 Ibo Quentin. Hey! hey! Y'all know where to find me. Regular underscore DLZ, man. I love everybody. Man, I wanna let's give it up for Danny, man. Uh, yes, sir. Oh! Thank you. Man, crush, I man. really appreciate it, man. Y'all, some you know, I didn't, I didn't know if I was gonna like these niggas, Greg. I mean, but I like, because <laughs> I, 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 I saw your show, I was like, nah, I don't want to come on that motherfucker, man. Yeah. Who was the one you were like? I know I'm not gonna. Get it was one all you niggas. niggas. I, I, I don't like to discriminate, nigga. Yeah, I like, yeah, I like, yeah. I like <laughs> Go ahead. But you know, when I first saw the show, I saw the show. First of all, I didn't even cut you off, as you can say. But I saw the show when um you had Zoe on there. Yeah, and um, so y'all was all in the kind of in the back, you know. And I was looking at it now. No disrespect to your man, but I was like, we was talking about when he was beating up Aries and all that. And I was like, but he kind of made me laugh. He's like, yeah, see, I'm six two. So y'all was like, so so what? You six two? Okay, nigga. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I love y'all. When I saw that, I said, but when I but when I saw that show, I said I like them niggas in the back. So I'm gonna go ahead and do it. But appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for the love, brother. No, man. Shout outs to you, man. Go to the Patreon. Uh, the Craig Smith is popping over there. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're looking to buy a car, go to the website, thecraigsmith.com. You want to book Craig for a comedy show. Uh, when it opens up, he's touring, y'all. We're really, we're really serious when we tell y'all this. So uh, do it now because the calendar is piling up. Go to thecraigsmith.com for the website, for the merch. Uh, if you want to put an ad in the commercial for the podcast, go to the same website. Go to the contact page. Put in this, the, the, uh, the description exactly what you're looking for. Also, we're still looking for barbers. No, we're yeah. talking about that. If you if you a barber in uh, Southern Cal, hit up hit up in the website or hit hit us on the DM. Uh, we about to debut some some dope barbers out here. Uh, Craig need a line. Uh, uh, spray. Uh, we looking for that. You said the spray. I'm gonna put this on stage. Can real <laughs> this comedy should be real easy when it don't be the audience. Put it in front of that audience, boy. That shit get, that shit get tough as a motherfucker. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm gonna bring you on. I'm gonna surprise you. That nigga gonna be up there like, so what y'all think about peanuts? Hey, 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 h
hey, Doc, hey, Doc, I'm going to walk up there and just look around. Uh, make sure I go to the website. <laughs> and then walk off. Yeah, you got Russell Simmons on there. Yeah, I'll be out. Yeah, yeah. Thank, you, oh, thank you and funny. good night. <laughs> nah, Brandon can do it. Uh, the no, there's, bro, there's no way. Um, Instagram is B12World, letter B12World, man. See y'all Tuesday. Yes, sir. Hey, man, I appreciate the support, man. Thanks, Danon, for coming. Thank you for having me, brother. Check out the website, thecraigsmith.com. If you own a business, you know, feel free to fill out the stuff. I'm going through the emails today. I'm going to send you the roast battle stuff, man. Y'all should have, everybody that's filled it out should have something by Monday, man. I'm going to holler at you. And then also, too, man, if you want to uh, debut an album, hit the website, man. Facts. Album release Mondays, man. You can play your album for an hour. You can have a Grammy Award winning, you know, musician like Charlie Burrell amongst others. You know what I'm saying? You never know who you're going to see on that Monday. Man, I got a, some special right. guests lined up for y'all, man. If you got an album and you think it's dope, man, you know, come on and uh, come check us out, man. TheCraigSmith.com. You know, fill out the contact info. We can set up a date for you to come in and, and play your joints. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, man, y'all been waiting on this on this album. I've been working on this Chill Withers. It's damn near done. I had some fucking slip-ups and stuff like that, but... We on track to have it mixed and ready, man. So make sure y'all support that when it drops. Support, support Duncan Sapiosexual. Hey. Support, hey. support 111.11 by my yeah, boy hey, Charlie. Hey. You know what I'm saying? A lot of music, a lot of comedy to come, man. Love y'all. If I owe you something, I'm not going to be able to give it to you. But if you want it, you can get it from God, nigga. That's been this episode. Hey, 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 hey. Peace out. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Hell yeah. Hey, Craig, oh, give me a picture of that. Yeah, we're going to go to the picture of that.